Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the studio. Huh? Nice. Honey, say hello to the nice folks. Oh, hi, nice folks. <laughs> she, she's so used to the camera guys telling her what to do outside of our, uh, yeah. our new segment called Backyard Cocktails. Hope you all have been able to see those on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever. The YouTube, The YouTubes, yeah. So anyway, folks, tonight we have a special guest. This gentleman is a he is involved with the uh, tequila aficionado he is a master cotador which he, he will tell you all about he's going to tell us the nuts and bolts about the tequila industry this guy knows way more than i ever thought of knowing god bless his soul ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for michael morales audience loves you Thank you. I remember it was a pleasure for you to see me. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, how are you folks today? We are awesome. We are wonderful. It's nice and sunny here in upstate New York. Uh, it was like 75-ish, I think. Yeah. I, I, I used to have family in upstate. Uh, you mentioned Syracuse off camera, and Syracuse is a very special soft oh, spot in my heart, uh, as, as well as uh, Skinny Atlas. Oh, yeah. Oh, skinny we love Skinny Atlas. Yeah. So they beautiful. have great wineries up there. Yes. Oh, we love oh. it. Yeah. New York State is um, one of the greatest producers of Riesling, and they have some awesome Pinot Noir. Uh, I've been I've been trained over the years uh, to taste some of these wines, and there are some unbelievable, uh, really, truly great wines and great people uh from our finger lakes region yeah. yes yeah, yeah well, we, good. We love, we love them. you and i have to go wine hopping or absolutely yeah oh yeah i'm coming <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things go sideways right yeah she's uh, she's the wine lady so she definitely will be going you can okay. just drop me off pick me up at the end of the day <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll never see her again <laughs> Uh, well, I, I love the content you guys are producing. I love watching your backyard uh, uh, cocktails that you're you're making. I mean, if you folks, by the way, if you folks are not following them on Instagram, you need to go follow oh, them. Oh, well. thanks, Mike. We appreciate Very that. Sweet. Thank you. It's it's they're they're fun to watch. You know that. And what you know what I like is I'm not a big cocktail guy. I, okay. I, to be truthful, m most of our tasters are. Right. But for me, uh, you know, I I drink. If I drink tequila or mezcal or any agave spirit, it's neat. Okay. Uh, but um, I like the fact that your cocktails are not very complicated. Anybody can make them. They're right. actually yeah. quite simple to right. make, which is, which is you know, we're coming out of a pandemic slowly. Yes. And, yes. and, you know. <laughs> Who knows? They're saying there's more stuff coming, but whatever. But hey. that was one of our, that was one of our goals, Michael, as we, as when we started doing the, the show, I said, you know, we're obviously locked down. Um, so we need to do stuff that people have in their house. Yeah. So we try to do as many cocktails, uh, and as many classic stuff as, um, uh, as were available to us, you know, you know, people have vermouth, people have, you know, your whiskeys and your vodkas and stuff. Uh, but the one thing that I will say, and I'm sure you will agree that the pandemic really brought out was tequila. Yeah, oh, tequila, tequila huge exploded right now. Yeah. during the pandemic. And yep. I love that because it's it's such an uh, it's such an artisanal spirit like 
the stuff that we're going to talk about tonight and and the thing the questions I'm going to ask you about it. You know, people don't understand that. I think some people don't understand that. You know, if you and I had a vodka company, you know, we can make a run of vodka and have it ready for the weekend. You know, and but you know, tequila, the pinas or the agave plants, they have to mature seven to ten and sometimes longer due to how they grow. And it's a major agricultural product, and you're at the mercy of Mother Earth. So it's not like they could just, okay, we sold a bunch of that. Let's turn the faucet back on. That doesn't happen like that. Well, um, let me just let me just burst your bubble just a little oh, bit. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Darn it. <laughs> well, I mean, no, generally no. speaking, a, a good handcrafted spirit like tequila uh-huh. is done that way. Okay. okay. But the reason that there has that there was such a, a, a an explosion of, of the tequila category within during the pandemic was one, I think people were were mishandling it. The consumer was misusing it. I mean they were frustrated. They couldn't go to work. You know, they okay. they had to be at home with themselves and they were trying to numb out. And it was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of mental health issues with a lot of sure. people that aren't sure. used to, you know, we, I'm used to working at home. So it, right. myself and, and uh, our business partner, Lisa Peach, who handles all of our publications. And by the way, thanks for having the magazine up there. That's, nice, huh? There, that's beautiful. That's our June issue. Yes. Uh, that's right. So is this something that you can subscribe to? Yes. Yes. Where you get uh, the actual book in the mail or online, correct? Well, here's here's the way it works. Uh, subscribing is free. Okay. You can you can download the the, uh, the Kindle version or PDF version. All of our subscribers get that for free. Now, if you want the hard copy, you want to hold it in your hands, which yeah. is basically Instagram in your hand. Yep. And and you know, I love I love glossy magazines. Yeah, yep. that's everything is published uh, through Amazon. All of our books, all of our courses, all of our magazines. Uh, so anybody can, if there's a special issue you enjoyed, you can, you can order it right there from Amazon. It'll, they'll get it to you. And, and it's always beautiful. You can see the cover on there. And yeah, that's um, a gorgeous magazine. Yeah. Really this is. is a really, really it's nice well, It's very magazine. well done. Very well done. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Lisa Peach, our, our managing uh, partner on the East coast handles all of our publishing and, and books. And, and that's her background. She comes from a publishing background. So she does a bang up job and, you, you know, they, we, we do a lot of the content and, and um, interviews and, you know, we have everything but a centerfold and, you know, we're, we're thinking of asking you, Matt, for, for the, you know, be the first centerfold. <laughs> you, you, you'd have to do a centerfold to get my head in there. <laughs> um, well, what, you know, like we were getting back to the, the pandemic and what had happened. The True. magazine grew during the pandemic. Everything that people could do to consume information. Right. Okay. But what happened was that there was such a demand for tequila and, and even prior to the pandemic, because yeah. even prior to the last couple of years, the tequila industry was climbing and climbing and yeah. climbing. And uh, there's a lot of mainstream brands and we're all familiar with their names. I, I in fact, I, I know you, you work for a distributor, so you probably carry a lot of those mainstreams. And there was a lot of demand for those. The problem is that the majority of those mainstreams, whether they admit to it or not, are made with, um, uh, they take shortcuts, okay? Oh uh, 
what happened also during the pandemic is there was a big um, uh, awareness of these of these shortcuts. Okay. Uh, one of those is the way that the the agave is processed. One of those is the way that um, agave is grown. One of those is um, uh, there's a big campaign or an initiative uh, against additives right. uh, that are placed in your tequila. Uh, what a lot of what a lot of people who are handling who are consuming the mainstream tequilas, what they're not aware is they think that all these tequilas are going to taste so sweet and tasty and they're going to smell like, you know, perfume. And that's not really how real tequila tastes right. or smells. Now, on the flip side, those are great gateway tequilas because you know how many times you run into customers and people and clients and just friends who come from whiskeys and bourbons and vodkas and and they'll ask you the product. They probably how many times have your friends or, or customers asked you, Matt, what's the big deal about tequila? You know what? Yeah. what and and you go, well, you know what? The best thing to do is to sample here. Try this, right? You know, right. see if you like it. And then and that's how that's how the the category has been growing because we're it's it's taking consumers from other categories who are exploring. Okay, and and that you know that's a good thing. Right. Um, again, like everything else, it's got a flip side. The bad part is I don't feel, and a lot of people in my circle, uh, whether they're purists or scientists, botanists, academics, mm-hmm. we don't feel that that is a sustainable option for the tequila industry. Right. Because, it, because what people should know, all agave, uh, all blue agave, a tequila can only be made from one plant, even right. though there's like 200 different varieties of agave and about 220 or 30 of those grow right in Mexico, probably more than that now. But only blue agave in five different states can be used to make tequila. And the only way to, to produce it is by cloning. In other words, if you if, uh, if you live in California, you live in Texas, wherever you're watching this, this, uh, this show, um, you see a lot of agave. We use it, you know, as, as ground cover. It's it's ornamental. You can go to a nursery and get yourself a beautiful blue, you know, um, espadín or whatever, whatever it's variety. Mezcal. <laughs> yeah. And and you can have it planted in your front yard, you know. And t- in Texas, they grow all over the place. Right. Uh, I, I was living in Texas yeah. eight, eight years prior. So so anyway, um, the the thing is. Uh, when you have these plants, you, you'll notice that somewhere in the lifespan, it starts to produce what we call pops, or in Spanish, they're called hijuelos. And those those are dug up, and they're placed in a nursery, okay? okay. And genetically speaking, they, they are the closest thing to the mother plant. So oh, okay. when they harvest the mother plant, they stick the babies back, usually in the oh, same spot. Oh, no kidding. I did not know that. Really? Well, what, what happens with that, though? Is that there's no genetic diversity, oh, okay. and and so the plant itself, the blue agave, becomes the strain becomes weakened, and or the variety becomes weakened, and it doesn't get a chance to uh, strengthen itself, and it becomes more susceptible to disease. Oh boy! Uh, which in this case is like a worm. It's a weevil. Uh, you know, cold snaps uh, a couple of right before uh, two years before the pandemic, there was a big snowstorm in Arandas. Yeah, you may have seen the pictures of the 
a diamond fields covered in snow. And yeah, it's beautiful, but a lot of people who weren't growing their own agave lost a lot of agave. Oh, got man. Yeah. That's sad. And so, you know, uh, so that, that's the, the thing with this plant. It's really delicate, you know, and um, the, the people who are agave growers who are also making tequila mm -hmm. uh, are going to be in a good spot because primarily they're agave growers. Right. And so they produce the farmers first. Right. They're farmers first. Right. And they produce their tequila to highlight the plant. Right. Okay. And those are the brands that people have been seeking out. That, that's the other part of the great part of the pandemic is people started seeking out those quality brands because okay. the mainstream, sure. the mainstream okay. wasn't doing it for them. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's when they start to see, um, I, I'm going to mention some brands just off the top of my head. That's El okay. Tesoro de Don Felipe, you know, El Tesoro, Tapatio, which is the stable mate. Um, you got G4, Terralta from the brother. The, this is coming from the, um, there's a family that, that first settled uh, the area of what considered as the highlands of Jalisco. Okay. And that, that town is called Arandas. And the first, one of the founding families of Arandas is the Camarena family. And there are three offshoots of that family. All three of them are producing tequila in their own way. Okay. But, but they're all agave growers. And so people start, you know, they're, they're doing their due diligence. They're trying to figure out who's the grower. Where's this coming from? How is he making it? You right. know, and, and I love that because uh, this is the beginning of our 23rd year at Tequila Aficionado. And oh, we beautiful. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. Awesome. So, so, Mike, it's, it's a lot like wine in the fact that that the soil plays right. a tremendous part or a right. tremendous part of what the agave flavor profile would be, right. as well as the master distiller would be like the winemaker in the fact right. that if, you know, they don't know what they're doing, you could have a great plant and a great field giving you great flavors and you could be screwing it up because you may not know, you know what I mean? So, so it makes a difference because, like with with like Napa Valley, you know, as small as it is, there's there's two properties separated by one fence. One property sells their Cabernets for two hundred and thirty dollars a bottle, right. and the other guys selling theirs for fifty. The difference is the winemaker. Yeah, um, you know, and 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 in fact, that that notion is actually even truer with mezcal. Okay. Because because of the microclimates do make a difference, and when people start to venture into mezcal, they'll they'll understand that it's very much like the wine regions. Right. It's very much like Australia. You know, Napa, Sonoma. I mean, the Napa and Sonoma people are are, you know, they're they're very uh, uh, very different people. Competitive. You know, yeah. they, you, if you don't know the regions and you mention you one by mistake, the other one's going to correct you. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> even even the Finger Lakes area. You know, I, I was amazed at the quality and the and the you know the terroir and and the way they were they were making it because I'm not much of a again not much of a line guy, right. uh, but I, I I'm I always appreciate quality and especially having done these tastings for 23 years. Yeah. And tasted, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of brands that have either come and gone and or come back. You know, you you get a real good appreciation for quality. You can pick it out and you can also, by the same token, pick out what's been phoned in, you know. Yeah. 
slap a label on it. Yeah, and 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 slap a label on it and get a celebrity to endorse it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, whoever, whatever, whatever. I'm uh, sorry, celebrity so consumer. Can be fine. So yeah. my question would be: Is for a novice like myself, since we mentioned mezcal, what would be the difference between tequila and mezcal? What what is the difference? Because okay. I don't so, know the difference. The difference is uh, one, of course, tequila. Like I said, has that those five growing regions, which uh, in, within those growing regions they have municipalities that are allowed to grow and distill. Okay. Okay. Um, mezcal, on the other hand, is primarily out of Oaxaca. However, there are seven other states that uh, I believe it's nine now uh, that are allowed to produce mezcal from several different other plants right okay, okay. several when i say plants i mean agave agave because okay. right. there are there, is strictly blue agave that's it now is okay. it weber blue agave or is it blue it's a blue weber uh, agave okay. or weber blue agave I, I, okay so whoever you're whoever you're looking up on on instagram oh, no on uh, on google and it'll, it'll okay. take you right yeah. to where the actual so, name so those pinas are usually you know, pretty large by the time they're mature. Um, yeah, they're huge. Well, it depends. It depends on what we're talking about. Are you talking about the, the mezcal? So the, so the Weber Blue Agave is usually okay. pretty large. Well, so some of the uh, okay. Again, okay. size size doesn't matter when it comes to when it comes to when it comes to Blue Agave. Okay. It used to matter. Okay. Okay. And back in the day, it used to matter. You see, so it's all about bricks then. Huge pinas. What happens is. Um, I, I, I say, and, and we know this, that the, the tequila industry is one of the highest uh, regulated spirits in the world. Okay. They got rules and regs like nobody's business. Oh. However, they also have a vast majority of loopholes. Oh. Like, for instance, um, it used to be, you know, the, the average, that story about the average being seven, eight, nine, ten years of growth, that doesn't happen anymore. Okay. okay. Uh, the the notion that uh, that uh, uh, agave pina has to have it's measured by its bricks, which is the the right. sugar content. Okay. Right. They take a, a, a I forget what the name of the hygrometer. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And and out in the fields, they'll take a field, you know, a, a, a certain farm or what they call in Spanish a huerta, and okay. they'll test several different ones, depending on the distiller on the got a grower he won't harvest anything probably until it hits 24 bricks okay okay now it the agave is like people they grow some of them are late bloomers some sure. of them grow quicker so the size doesn't matter anymore what matters is the amount of sugars in, in that pina. so, okay. so how do you test for the bricks so that i guess how do you know like, do you taste it or do you? No, they, they have a tool that they yeah, use. They, okay. They do is, yeah, they stick that tool in it and it tells you. It refracts, refracts refractometer. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it refracts and, the light and it yes. tells you what the sugar level is. So you hold it up to the, to the sun and the liquid is inside and it'll tell you. I, I've seen it done in Napa. Yeah, yeah. it's the same exact, it's almost the same exact tool. Yeah. Really? So when, and they'll when, check each agave or they'll check portions, each? They'll portions. check, they'll check a, a certain amount. 
Okay. And they're all consistently going like 23.5, 24, 27. Okay. Okay. They're going to go, okay, okay, let's harvest this right now. Okay. And I don't so, mean to interrupt you, but this is just so interesting. No, no, it's no, a lot please. to take in. So I'm trying to ask the question. Yeah. Well, well that, that's the thing. There's so much to tequila. It's so interesting. Yeah. So okay. when, when you were talking about size, it doesn't. So in other words, they will harvest that field. But even though maybe the plant's only five years old, maybe this one's six years old. Maybe that okay. one's maybe those seven year olds are not ready yet. Right. Okay. okay. So 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 that story that that story we've been repeating since two thousand one forever okay, yeah forever yeah uh, is going to change you know sure. and, and so size doesn't matter uh, okay. if you look at some of those pictures on on Instagram some of the harvesting pictures from any brand that's out there you'll see different sizes of agaves some of them are huge okay yeah that's, there's no doubt. Some of them are about five years old, six. You know, there's some guys, some some farmers are still doing it right. Right. And others are coming in smaller, you know. But right. maybe the, the amount of sugars is where it needs to be for that for that brand and that uh, distiller and said, you know, these are good enough. Let's just keep yeah. it. You know, so. Yeah, so that's so cool. That's, yeah. Uh, when you see when you see the harvesting of mezcal, that's a whole other that's a whole other animal. It's a whole other subject matter. Um, that's more rustic. Uh, it's yeah. more out, it, it's, it's more out in the fields and in the hills, uh, these hard to reach places where they have different microclimates. Right. So to your point about Napa and Sonoma, it really becomes even more noticeable among mezcal from, from different plants than it has been in tequila. And, and that's why we decided, Lisa and myself decided to come up with the Consumer Catador course right. because we felt, and this was prior to the pandemic, we felt about two, uh, 2017 we started writing this book. And right before the pandemic, we finished it. It took us about two years to put it together. And we, the reason for it was uh, we thought that tequila tasting was becoming a lost art. Okay. Yeah. Because the mainstream brands that dominate the market have these cookie cutter flavor profiles. Okay. And, and, and they were telling the general public what, what we wanted. Oh, right. you want something sweet? I got it for you. You want a movie star in front of it? I got him for you too. <laughs> yeah, or her. Right. Um, and so we're, we're getting what I, uh, uh, some of the, some of the master distillers that I know, or in some of the, really legitimate brand owners say these are microwave tequilas you know you just heat oh, them up yeah. serve them you know and and again they make they're great gateways sure but you know there's nothing like home cooking versus you know a banquet dinner a swanson banquet dinner right <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah i mean sometimes you want that that, that uh, meatloaf or salisbury steak no yeah. no yeah. we don't <laughs> We don't. <laughs> I don't want that. So, so, you know, and, and you you live in, a, in an area, you know, you do you want something, uh, a beautiful wine made in the Finger Lakes or do you want Gallo? Yeah. Depends right. on exactly. how you feel, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and Gallo did great for the jug wine business. Oh God, and that's that's yeah. where it just exploded, right? Sure. Well, it's the same thing with tequila. It's just, it's just, it's the same pattern repeating itself. Right. The, so the it's thing, it's not unlike the wine industry in the fact right. that there are fantastic producers and then there's the Franzias. Yeah. You know, the box yeah. wines. Yeah. And eat and both serve a purpose. It's right. just where where do you want to lean toward? 
Right. And so for for us, when we came up with the Consumer Catalor course, it was because we thought that the mainstream brands were, were you know, tequila tasting was, again, becoming a lost art. How yeah. do you do it? You know, and, and even for us, uh, when we started, it was myself and the founder of the of the website, uh, Alex Perez. Right. And it was just us two doing tastings together. And and we I like to say that we grew up with the tequila industry and the Internet. OK, right. so first of all, we started with audio. That's all we had. Uh, uh, Alex was a big podcaster, you know, and and I, I had had some radio. I had good radio experience when I lived in Albuquerque. I, I lived there okay. for 18 years. So I used to be a, a smooth jazz DJ. Oh, nice. So I, I said to him. The last thing you want to do is put a microphone in front of me, man, because I'll never shut up. <laughs> me so, too. I know yeah. she can't stop singing. <laughs> yeah, you know, and 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 I love that time that time of my life. Uh, but then you know, then dial up came along, and then and then uh, uh, you know, video apps that would allow us to record. You either paid for them or you got them for free. Um, and now and that was before YouTube, and then YouTube showed up. You know, yeah. and we, you know, so now look at where we are now. Right. So and, and we've kind of grown up with all of that. Now we're back, you know, to, to oh, square cool. one because yeah. not only are we on video, but you can listen to us on on the podcast. You can catch, right. catch us on same same uh, ones uh, that you're on. You know, Spotify, iTunes, and yeah. we're on we're on Amazon Music now. Right. Um, so you can listen to us. Uh, so it's it's kind of like listening to a baseball simulcast. You kind of walk that thin line of too much description and not enough description. So. Right. Right. Uh, but, you know, when it when, so we saw a change in the industry happening. First, it was every 10 years, but then it's happening faster and faster. And right. Faster. And we said uh, we uh, we were on the road one year doing special events, Lisa and I. And uh, a we were here in Southern California, as a matter of fact, a father daughter team came up to us and said, Mike, why are there no tequila tasting schools in the United States. And I, I knew a lot about the back history of that, which I go into in, in the book. Right. Uh, there was a lot of infighting, a lot of politics, Mexican politics, you know, among among the schools. There's only two schools um, that that are don't get along with each other. And there's you can read up all, all the back history of that. And uh, I was also aware that a couple of times during during the original school when it was founded, that they were going to open uh, United States uh, branches of the academy, first in Texas that fell through, and then in Southern California uh, towards San Diego, which also fell through. Okay. So, and I knew the people, the the, the catalores, who were going to be the, the the heads of those branches. And I said to Lisa, I said, you know, let's, we need to we need to fill that gap because there's a mystery behind it. The only way you could be a certified catador is to one, make a trip to Mexico, and and two, you need to shell out some money, stay someplace, uh, take the level one course, which is in Spanish, and then if you pass, then you if you pass, you know, great, you go home, whatever, and then you come back for level two. You oh, know wow. what I mean? It's very much like WSET, the the, the yeah. certification, yeah. the Somade certification. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm certified level two. Level two. One yeah. of our tasters is a level two and a bourbon steward. Oh wow! He's, wow. He's, 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 yeah, in fact, he was taking this course the same time he was taking this WSET for for level two, and I go, "You're crazy, man! What are you doing both for?" 
what are you doing this for? You know, and and the level of people that have taken this course amazes me. Yeah. Because I, I I downloaded it and I'm I'm going to be taking it and good. I'm, so Mike, can you briefly just tell people what a catador really is? A catador is a sommelier. It's a it's the the Spanish word for tequila taster. Uh, uh, now let me preface this by telling you we are not affiliated by any of the schools. Okay. We are not. Uh, all of my teachers have have had have been our certified catadores. I continue to learn. Uh, I these techniques that are shared here are not only techniques that are that are taught in the schools; they're taught by the master distillers themselves. They are taught by um, chemical engineers who oh, I revere. Love that. Um, and and academics as well. When you look at the back of the book, um, it's not just all experience. A lot of this stuff we give information about where uh, where you can read up more on on. The the, uh, the plant itself and who to follow, which scientist. Right. And and we've had some wonderful reviews, even from a, a chemical engineer in in, uh, in Kentucky. He uh, he looked at the back of our book and decided, and found a wealth of information. What happened is we wanted to make it as as easy for the the consumer to follow. If you wanted to yeah. go deep dive, you could. Right. But if you just wanted to do a little superficial, you know kind of skip around you could but here's the kicker if you're going to take the course and you want to and you get a certification of completion from us from tequila aficionado you turn in homework and you turn it into me oh, so cool. you're you're oh, working wow. with me and so you're the tequila so, sensei so how that's do it people, I'm, how do I'm people get this get this book and get started and right all of that Amazon. uh the website tequilaficionado.com go there Okay. And, and look look at our books and libraries and and or you can find us on Amazon. You can go directly to Amazon. Yeah. Put we in have some great friends that I know would yeah. be extremely interested in this. Yeah, you know, I, I, I it's so gratifying to 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 work with these people who are sending in their homework and it's self-paced, okay? So I'm not gonna sure. be breathing down your neck. Where's your homework? You know, yeah. we've got people that have taken a year. Right. Uh, they've taken you know, they've had life gets in the way, right? Uh, some things happen, and then uh, uh, just this summer, we've gotten a couple of a uh, couple of the students have, have re upped and come back and say, "Look, Mike, this is hey, dude, I get it. You know, uh, sure. We, I, I'm so fortunate, very happy that we we just recently graduated our first female catadora. Oh, I nice. so because we need more women in sure. this business. And women are the better tasters, really. Yes. Uh, it's it's well known that women have uh, sharper senses when it comes to taste, smell. That's right, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, and so so you know, uh, like I said, it all stemmed from one question from a from a father daughter. They flew out from New York, believe it or not, to go to this event. That's cool. And 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 you know, and that this was something that they did together because it was a you know daughter daddy time, you know. And I love that. I, That's I think. Cool. That is, it brings people together. It brings friends together. Um, you know, it, it, it introduces you to a much wider audience. Right. Um, and, and I, I, we took, and again, we stripped the veil away from all the mystery and the, and the hoity toity and, you know, the nose in the air and not everybody's a connoisseur. Right. You know, I like to say I'm a connoisseur without the kind of, um, <laughs> You know, so. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look at what what was was going on between the two of us as far as like, so I was giving you my industry 
blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've I've been taught through suppliers or whatever, and it's not necessary. I mean, it's somewhat true, but it's not necessarily the whole truth and nothing but the truth. truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't pull any punches in this. You know, I, I tell people, be prepared. If you're if you're expecting one thing, your bubbles will be burst. Uh, and listen, you know, is it okay? Is it okay that I nickname myself El Tajona? <laughs> <laughs> you, no. you can call yourself anything you want, bro. I, tell you. Uh, I call them lots of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, just don't call me hey you. Yes. Uh, you know, whatever whatever again the, the, i use the word catador but i could be anything you know a tequila taster uh, i've been called in the last 23 years we've called everything from blogger vlogger uh tequila journalist uh you know influencer i'm not any of those things right what i've always been from day one i've been an educator yeah and the people awesome. that know me in this industry have known that i've been screaming up and down about teach your people well yes and the thing that's going on right now we see now with the explosion of uh of social media look what happened in the last couple of years you know everybody was making videos and you know even stanley tucci was making cocktails at home yeah right? so <laughs> and and i love stanley he's I, one of the greatest uh, he's an american treasure as far as yeah. i'm concerned yeah he really is and he makes a mean martini um yeah. but you know anyway uh, but everybody's doing it. And the problem is that there are people who are not so qualified to teach their followers about tequila. Right. And, and then you have other influencers uh, on other platforms who are berating, uh, um, you know, the next celebrity tequila. And they're calling out names and cultural appropriation. And they're just making all these, they're just shooting from the hip without knowing what they're talking about. Right. And then it, it, I sometimes call it the lemming effect. You know, somebody jumps off the, the cliff and the rest of the, the rest of the crew just jumps off the yeah, cliff. Yeah. yeah. You, you gotta, what I was hoping for when we did this book was that, you could do it superficially, yeah. You don't have to go deep dive. You don't have to read all the books and the politics behind it. But if you do, you're going to really, really get the backstory. So the stuff that you won't get, even if you go to the academies, they're not going to tell you that stuff. Right. Because right. the academies were, were started, the first one was started, again, in 2001, which what happened was in 2001 was when the tequila industry wanted to upgrade up level its its image okay yep and from a shooter to a sipper that's when they commissioned this this is a riedel tequila glass by, oh, wow. by the riedel glass company you've seen these right matt yeah you've seen it. uh i think they're still readily available uh okay. you should be able to buy them commercially at total wines or somewhere i bought a bunch of these uh years ago online on amazon um because I've never of, seen one. Yeah, I got to get one of a couple. It's of those. very. It, you can see it. It's it's very easy to handle. Um, it, it's it was it was beautiful because as a taster, you could handle it like like a wine glass. Right. It was at the time. Now remember, this was in the early two thousands. Quality of tequila was better then than it is now. Okay. okay? 
so so you could look at it you could you could judge it there are three elements you judge tequila with okay one is sight okay yep. so you look at the legs and tears and a matter of fact here let me help you i'm gonna pour myself a, oh should a we little... go as well yeah go right ahead okay. this is your show <laughs> yeah. so we're we're going to um try this uh one of our our people who watch our show consistently said have you ever had well, how do I say that? Codigo. 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 Okay. From from our friend George Strait. Which I like George. Codigo. George is uh, King George. We used to call him the San Antonio. You you don't say a bad thing about him, but I gotta tell you what, the song that goes with Codigo sucked. I heard it. <laughs> he, he called it in. It's the, it was the worst. Tequila song of like 2019 or something like that. It'll it get awful. stuck in your head and it's awful. Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was awful. Ah. You know, when, when the man writes these beautiful lyrics and, you know, I'm, I am such a big fan. Yes. But that song, get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> not, not good. Sorry, George. You Sorry, George. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not in our demographic, so I, I think we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have our Glenn Karens. Um, Oh, and Glenn Cares is another great glass for it. In fact, it's even better than this. Okay. But for, for display purposes, let me let me just explain very quickly. Sure. Three elements you look at. Number one, you want to look at sight. If you're looking, even if you're looking at a Blanco, which has no color. Right. Okay. That's what we have. You look, you swirl it around. Okay. Okay. And then you can hold it by the stem. I like to hold it by the foot because you don't need to pour a whole lot. And then you look, I don't know if you can see that on my camera, but you look for legs and tears okay. okay you look for how the that's what we call them they first they, they call uh, sometimes they call them a string of pearls and then you watch how slowly or how quickly it streams back into your liquid okay okay and now what the reason you're looking at that is because that will give you it's not a good indication of quality but it's a good indicator of what it's going to feel like in your mouth okay okay, okay? all right the next thing you want to do is you want to smell now, here's the thing. Depending on who you're talking to, you will either, uh, uh, which science book you listen to or read, um, the sense of taste is, is closely connected to your sense of smell. Correct. You can literally taste something before you ingest it. Yep. So right. I recommend that you open your mouth a little bit and inhale and then and go both sides, left brain, right brain. Oh, I like that. Oh, there is a difference. Holy cow, there is a difference. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're going to be left left or, uh, or there's always a dominant side of your sure. body. And what happens is one side will pick up more subtle notes oh my than God. the other side. Do not, and I've seen this taught on Instagram, do not plug your nose and do this, okay? You're not you're not to jump in a pool. You're not taking your you're not taking diving lessons, okay? No. You need Ears, nose, and throat are all connected. Right. If, if, if you try to do like tequila tasting and you have a headset on, you can't do it. No kidding. You're, you're impairing your smell, your sense of smell, oh, wow. by sticking some music in your head. I, I know because I've tried it. Okay. So, left oh, brain. Wow. Very cool. Right brain. And then, then you take a little sip. And we go through a lot of the different exercises in the book where I call it mouth yoga. Okay. You take okay. a little sip, you hold it between your lip and gum, and, and Matt, you probably know how to do this pretty well. And and Patty, you probably do too. Because you do I it with don't wine. Know about that. 
you do it with wine as well. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, it's just to take a little bit, you know, and then you ingest it. You let it coat your palate, your tongue, mm-hmm. and then swallow just a little bit. You don't need a whole lot. Okay. And I like to do a, what I call a retronasal. It sounds like I'm clearing my throat, but I'm actually taking the alcohol <clears throat> molecules and it's like I'm retasting it and it comes up my sinus passages. Okay. Not unlike a, a Coke burp that comes back up through your nose. Right. Yeah. Okay. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Right. So if you do like a, <clears throat> like that or. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. After you swallow, you want to, and, and you can even do it. If you're good, you can do it while you still have a little bit in your mouth. Oh, I not do that. Yeah. You don't want it to go up the we road. Might, we might lose you if I try that. <laughs> they choked it up. Okay. All right, here I go. Okay. It's different now that I've done that. Yes. Those are your three elements that that those are the three primary elements that we want you know, to You know, the and, one thing that I will say is we, we took a um a course uh by Kevin Zraeli. He's oh, a okay. big time, big time wine guy. What, yeah, he yeah. Taught, what he taught us though is is if you put your hand over your glass and kind of swirl and then stick your nose to it, it really it kind of traps mm. some of the vapor. Yeah. So you really can get the get the nose of the of the product. I tasted it totally different that I kind of not cleared my throat, but did that. It was, it was like, wow, you could really taste the difference in it. The, the interesting thing is that's cool. The size of the glass, the size and make of the glass also makes a big difference. Right. Okay. You can take a, a shot glass and drink a little bit of it, stick it in this glass, stick it in your Glencairn and it's going to taste different all three times. Right. Okay. Now, remember that technique. I, I like that technique. What happens is in the spirits business, remember, you're, you you were, he was a wine guy. Wine guy, yeah. Alcohol by volume in wine is 12%, 15%. Yeah, way 12%. different. Very different. We're talking spirits. Mm. The ABV, the alcohol by volume is at 40 ABV or it's 80 proof. Right. That's how it comes into the United States. And some tequilas are even higher. Yeah. There are people who have a hard time with alcohol and there's glassware yeah, that's, that's engineered to diffuse alcohol. The problem with it, with that is that alcohol, when it comes to tequila, because mm-hmm. it's made from a plant, not right. a grain, right? Tequila requires the alcohol because the elements of the alcohol bring present the other elements to you. So, so it requires you getting used to a little bit of the alcohol, you know, some of it, depending on whether it's a hot day, if you're in Vegas or Arizona, you got to serve your tequila on ice. You can't help it. Right. 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 Uh, But in California, if you're at room temperature or even in New York, you know, you keep it at room temp. And and that's where you get all the subtleties. And then later on, you can play with it like a scotch. You can put it in a rocks glass and put ice in it. You know, ranch water is very popular yeah. in Texas. You know, We're going to do one of those cocktails pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, those are your three elements. I'm glad so that those cool. techniques help because here's... So yeah, cool. it here's really makes thing. a difference. Here's yeah. here's the, the thing, that the message that I want to drive home. 
during the pandemic, tequila took off because we were trying to drown our sorrows. Right. Okay. And I say we collectively as a, as a people, sure. as a nation. Absolutely. You know, a lot of my friends suffered. You know, I, I know, you know, Matt, the, oh, yeah. the hospitality industry took a billion dollar oh, hit. Just decimated. In that one year. There's, you know? there's people that are never coming back. Yeah. There were bartenders and mixologists who were very talented that lost their jobs. They'd lost their wherewithal. They, we lost friends. We lost people in the industry. There was a lot of loss that went on yeah. in, in, that, in, that, in the last couple of years. And so what we wanted to do is we wanted to show something where you took your time, you got present with yourself. And what, what really technically what I call this is transformational tequila tasting. This yeah. is being at one with yourself, with each other, with you as a couple, um, yeah. with, with you, with you know, me and my friends or, and I do this every tasting with, with all of our tasters, every one of these guys, you know, they're, they're like, we're, even though we're, we're, we're drinking virtually, we've been doing it for 23 years. You know, we get to teach each other and, and experience the same things or differences. Mm -hmm. He'll point something. Sometimes uh, one of my tasters will point out something that I didn't catch. You know, yeah. I learn from these guys as much as they learn from us. Yeah. And so, yeah. so this is like mindfulness that it's like a, it's like a tea ceremony. If you've ever done a tea ceremony or ever seen. No, one, but I've seen one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or, or even a, a coffee tasting, which is a whole different animal. Yeah, I used, to, I used to work with it with a coffee cupper. That's what they call them. And and the way they taste coffee, they got a slurp like you're slurping, you know, soup. Yeah. And, and, and it's but it, but it works, you right. know. And, and so basically what this is, I'm just we're just teaching mindfulness and tequila is a vehicle. It could be anything. Okay. It could be anything. It could be wine and wine glasses tend to be a, a bit wider. So right. so you can get away with with doing the swirl. Right. I've had guys say, you know, I like to, like you're taking a bong hit or something, you know, inhaling yeah. it from the, you know, whatever. and, and, you know, that again, that works with wine, but right. not so much with spirit. No, no. Right, right, are, right. Mm, right. Okay. So, so those, those are the three elements. I, I hope that that helps whoever's watching, you know, yeah. try. It helps me. And, you know, and the, and the thing is, Mike, is, is even though I've been in the business for, well, 27 years I, I still am you learning beat me you beat me <laughs> I, I still learn every day and it's, and i love the fact that you're you're taking the time to tell us you know and yeah. and that's the thing people they don't know people well people are are so used to drinking things um and tasting things a certain way you know right. uh i mean back when i was bartending as as a 24 year old kid um it was Cuervo, everybody doing shots of Cuervo, you That's know. We, we and, all cut our teeth on that. Yeah. And if, and, yeah, and, and you know, if you wanted to be really fancy, you ordered 1800 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, the bar, if the bar had it. Right? Same thing. Yeah. So so the tequilas back then were, were you know, basically Pepe Lopez in the well, you know. Oh, and yeah. Right? I remember <laughs> those hangovers. Oh, I do. And then, and then you'd have, uh, you know, Cuervo, 1800 uh, Patron kind of snuck in there somewhere, yeah. um, but it wasn't a lot. I mean, it, but now you see a wall in a liquor store, and it's just massive. Yeah, and mm -hmm. there are so many different expressions, and you know, different ages and things like that. So, 
can you um, tell people uh, the difference between, say, a Blanco, a Reposado, and an Inejo, an extra Inejo? Sure. Now, and are there now there are laws regulating those things? Right. These are all these are all uh, uh, by regulation according to the rules and regulations of tequila are called the normas. Okay. Uh, so okay. When, it, when you see me say norma or hear that, then then that's what that is. Okay. The norma state that a Blanco tequila should be unaged. Right. Okay. Uh, now there are there are certain variables that uh, I can get into, but I'm not gonna right now just to just to make this easy for everybody. Okay. So unaged, if they make it, they'll store it in a in a stainless steel silo. Okay. This thing is these things are huge. Yeah. I don't know ten thousand liter silos, and there's nothing in it. It just comes out of the still. Uh, you know, it, it, they water it down to eighty proof, and that's what they're storing until they either find a buyer or they start bottling. Okay. okay. So that's that's Blanco, Reposado. Blanco or or silver, Blanco or, silver, plata, clear, Blanco, yeah. you know whatever right. whatever you want whatever the whatever they want to call it right yeah okay. uh, plata plata and Blanco are Spanish for white okay. you know <laughs> um, uh, so now Reposado can be aged in a barrel a certain size barrel okay mm -hmm. uh, anywhere from three to just under a year all right okay. so that could be 360 what three days and then they pull it out okay they can still call it a reposado most often if it's an agave grower who's making a great blanco he doesn't want a whole lot of wood influence right so that so and and you want a lot of let's put it this way you got a tequila in sitting a ten thousand liter silo and it's not making money for you so for you want year. it to come yeah. to the market as fast as possible right. besides just bottling it so then they'll stick it. The general rule that what you see is three to six months, sometimes eight months, and you've got a reposado. It's bottled. It goes on the market. Right. An añejo needs to be aged a year. Okay. Anywhere from a year to up to three years. Okay. Okay. So again, the longer you let something sit and rest in a barrel, it's not making money for you. Right. So, but the longer you let it sit in a barrel, depending on the type of barrel you're using, the more character from the barrel that the tequila acquires. Right. Okay. And color and everything else. Uh, the the uh, uh, so the añejo is up to three years. An extra añejo is doesn't have to have a number on it. In other words, it doesn't need to be on the label, but yeah. it's got to be three years and up. Okay. Minimum. So it could be three years, four years, five years, seven years. Uh, it could also be blended. Okay, so you've got you've got it up to three years, and they're mm -hmm. blending it with a five year. I think they can. They don't have to tell you what it is. They right. can say up to five years, anywhere from three to five years. You know, okay. they can. It, it's nebulous. Remember, I said that it's the highest regulated spirit in the world. Those those are the rules. Yeah. Okay? Right. Yeah. So again, blending and polishing is not uncommon. It happens in bourbon, happens in rum, sure. happens in whiskey. Sure. You know, and, and it's it's they do a lot of it for for consistency, right? And and that, I'm oh, okay sure. with that as long as the barrels they're using are quality or or the mentality of the master distiller is like, for instance, G4 comes uh, Felipe Camarena, who's one of the Camarena brothers. Um, he wants to use these old distressed barrels that are just beat up. Because he's an agave grower first, okay? Right. 
he knows his agave has it going on. So the less barrel influence, the better for him. The better. Right. And honestly, he's right. If you've had any of his brands at all, any of his expressions, you fall in love with the stuff because he's 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 like a mad scientist. And any master that's you know, uh, I can go I can go completely the other direction with Tears of Llorona. Uh, I know Herman Gonzalez. He's been at my home. He lives in San Antonio. He and I have known each other for years. If you if you check me out on my own Instagram, you'll see a picture of the two of us together. Okay. He he multiple barrels. Uh, he was the brains behind the original Chinaco. For those of you who are old, yeah, dogs. I remember Chinaco. Yeah, remember Chinaco. Yes, sir. He was the, he was their master distiller for a long time, and and then wanted to branch out and start his own, and and uh, so Tears of Yorona, he's got multiple barrels, but Scotch is the secret. The secret oh, for him is the Scotch barrel, and when you have that, and he's an agave grower first. Right. So you have even as an extra idea when you still pull out agave in an extra aged spirit, that's a blessing. Yeah. Because the general rule is the longer the longer tequila sits in a barrel, the more it starts to taste like anything but tequila. Right. Yeah. The more it's like bourbon, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. But there, but there, uh, I'm telling you, there are master distillers out there. Uh, one of them, I've got his his book, his cover. Um, I'll pull that out later, but it's called the bad stuff. Uh, we, he's tasted a uh, uh, Felipe Sotomares, who's one of my mentors, a certified catador. He uh, he makes his own tequila now, called the bad stuff. But he has an extra añejo to die for. Oh, wow! And and uh, we were fortunate enough to have dinner with him uh, last December, and he tasted us on on one during dinner, and we sat there we were talking, and and I I still couldn't believe. Even after an hour of, of my sample just sitting in my glass, and, and I brought my own glassware for that evening, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. And so, you know, and we go, oh my God, I'm getting anise. I don't get anise is like a licorice or like a fennel. Sure. Yep. I don't right. get anise in an extra aged tequila very often, hardly right. at all. Most often, I sense it in a Blanco, a really good Blanco, or, or a Reposado. Right. That hasn't been aged a whole lot. I could still pull it out in in wow. an extra age wow. after it sat in my glass for an hour. Wow. That's, that's genius. Yeah. And and you know, and hopefully doing the course or or at least learning some of the trips and uh, you know tricks and tips, you'll yeah. be able to pull stuff out that you you know, like you guys did tonight. that was an easy, you know. Yeah, and you know, yeah. and, the, and the thing is is that is I I got the, you know, um I've always said and it may not be correct, but I've always said that there's always that white pepper yeah. feel, feel from, totally from Blancos. Yeah. And uh, this had like a a little bit of a... Uh, but I didn't taste that until after I... <clears throat> you do the retronasal? Yeah. 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 And, and, it's, and it's kind of vegetal. I mean, it, it's got a little bit oh, yeah. of green pepper type. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know, the more of these you do, especially the quality tequilas, and don't get me wrong, you should be tasting as well. Can we do this other one while we're talking? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the more mainstream ones, uh, you should be tasting those. So you, you'll be able to tell the difference. You know, that's how you that's how you self-educate. You said taste everything. Yeah. Just just mm -hmm. taste it all. You know, you don't have to like it all, 
you don't have to you don't have to finish it all either. Thank you. Uh, right. You know, uh, I give away probably more bottles than I than I than I <laughs> and you know I can't drink it all. Uh, my liver oh, will never right. eat it again. Yeah, you know, so it, it would be a problem if we drank everything behind. Yeah, us. yeah. I, <laughs> I, tonight would be sloppy. <laughs> so t- so we are doing this is Corazon uh, yes. Blanco. It's a single estate tequila. That we uh, are. I've been a fan one of, of our graduates. A long time. One of our graduates, uh, I, I sent that tequila to him. One of our recent graduates of the Catalor course, who is now a member of our tasting uh, our tasting team, he uh, that was the tequila that I uh, uh, that he graduated with, and I, he, he it was a great tasting. He just he, I, I was glad to hear that, you know, in some cases when a brand like that has to move from one distillery to another. That's usually it's a bad sign because it moves it, it, the quality of the tequila changes. It right. just happens, you know. So in this case, the quality of the tequila got better. I gotta tell you, this is unbelievably good. It really is. I mean, I hate to I hate to say this comparatively. Oh, two totally different tequilas. Two, I mean, this this has almost got some. Um, smooth, some sweetness to it. It's almost got like a pineapple finish, and it's got mm. this just, I mean, beautiful agave flavor. I mean, no offense to George Strait and everything. This this was very good tequila as well. Different flavor profile. Yeah, it's just different. Totally yeah. different. And this and this is like amazing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I do, I do taste a little bit of sweetness in there. I taste how it has a much smoother finish. Definitely. You know, the, the, here's the thing that, that uh, a, a nice fun fact. Yes. This distillery, uh, uh, Casa San Matias, where, where Corazon is produced, is the first, the first female owned distillery. There it is. Uh, by Carmen Villarreal, <laughs> who, who is, she's a saint. This lady's been doing it under the radar. For a long time, and there's one other one now that she's gotten a lot more press. She produces wonderful tequilas as well. Uh, uh, she produces stuff like La Gritona, uh, Vicara tequila. Uh, her name is Meli Barajas. She's also everybody that works for her is all female, all women. Oh, that's so cool. And this one, this one, like I said, this distillery has been owned by a woman for a long time. Uh, uh, interesting backstory with her. She had to take up the reins after her husband uh, was assassinated. Oh, jeez. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, this was years and years ago. This lady's a legend. And we've interviewed her uh, for our, our uh, Babes to Boss Ladies book that you yeah. can also pick up on Amazon. Nice. And, yeah. So uh, so you have you have one of the, you know, and for the price. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, the price. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and the thing is, too, is. Is Corazon has gone through its its different packages. You know, it had the big uh, tall neck on it. Yeah, know. yeah. It was like a bar weapon. Yep. <laughs> and, well, that's and, when uh, it was still being it was still being made at the old uh, Espolón distillery. Espolón yeah. tequilas. I mentioned this to you off camera. Yeah. Uh, Espolón and Corazon were the stablemates at one point right. at uh, at Destilleria San Nicolás. Okay. Which, and when the distillery was sold to Campari, Corazon had to find. New, new digs, yeah, and and that's when uh, David Grafshi, who who's in charge of that brand, Casa San Matias, and uh, also Siete Leguas, which is another 
I've heard that. Like, I've heard that name before. Yeah. Siete was seven leagues. That yeah. that's a legendary tequila. Yeah. Uh, on both sides of the border. They Siete Leguas was the original producer of Patron. Oh wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. So this distillery aces. Awesome. Aces. Awesome. So I'm gonna make a cocktail, my friend. Do it. And so <laughs> so here's the thing. Full disclosure, I snuck. I snuck in some super juice today. So super juice. So yeah. So we we do this thing, and we we found uh, a couple of you now doing our show. We started following some other guys, and uh, there are two gentlemen who have kind of like pushed us into the super juice thing just by watching their videos. One is um, is a is a German gentleman by Ke- I think it's Kevin Kovos. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll put his. I'll put his links in the description. Yeah, link, link it. Because here's the thing. He has a an, that squeaky noise. I don't know if you can hear that squeaking. The squeaky My noise. My dog is, is at the top of the stairs squeaking, squeaking his door. toy right now. Oh no, that's fine. That's cool. My cat's too come downstairs. Thank God, because there's too many wires. Come downstairs. But so, so this gentleman has a super juice calculator. What you do is you take the rind from a citrus fruit. So when you do a cocktail program, obviously, you know, when you when you squeeze a, a, a half of a lime, you're going to get a little bit of juice. But what you do with this, this is actually four limes. Wow. Yes. So and that's part of the super part of it. So what okay. you do is you you take the rind from the lime and leave as much pith as possible on the on the lime. Then you weigh the rind and then you put that into this gentleman's calculator and it tells you how much malic acid and how much citric acid to add to the peels. So you let those macerate for approximately an hour. Okay. Once that's done, what I do is I squeeze the actual juice from the limes, put them in and then back off the water. So the rest of it is water. But what you get is this gorgeous lime juice that is for for cocktail bars way more sustainable than just squeezing a half a lime and and or or a full lime into a cocktail and then having to throw the everything else away. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's so much more uh, beneficial for a cocktail program. So we did a show on this and we were like, no way, it's it's no way, it's better than fresh squeeze. Well. Wow. The we, taste profile we, is unbelievable. We did it, and we both look at each other like, oh, my God. So, anyway, so this is super lime juice. So, what okay. I'm going to do is okay. I've got our friends. Oh, no, I don't have a. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll use this. Um, I thought I brought ice for this, but that's okay. I'll use some of the big ones. So, what we have here is a elevated craft cocktail shaker, and we're going to do a classy margarita now when i say classy i mean no no salt because there's going to be i'm, salt. So, used to, I'm so used to making ghetto readers you know? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. i live in the hood but, man but one one ice cube is going to work all right so i'm going to put this baby in here all right now i'm going to use our friend corazon all right the cool thing about this elevated craft cocktail shaker i'm doing a quick commercial is it's got <laughs> it's all self-contained so everything screws in here 
and it doesn't leak. It doesn't freeze oh, up. Oh, that's cool. That's it doesn't awesome. get stuck either. Does it get stuck? You know, stuck. I've and done shows where it gets stuck. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it, it freezes it. up and you have to yeah. like oh, turn yeah. it against yeah. something. Yeah, and then you look like a goofball yeah. like me. Yeah, turn oh. it against your head to open it up or something. <laughs> so inside you have metric on one side and, and English on the other. So I'm gonna not going to be in Canada, but I'm going to do a cocktail here. I love we are that going sound. to do four ounces of cutters on. Beautiful tequila. Now, besides straight and neat, I should say, what is your favorite way to drink tequila? Is neat the only way? Neat's the only way that I that I take it. Um, however, if if I'm visiting somebody and they have their own um, uh, margarita recipe or a paloma, you know, yep. again, the beauty of, of a lot of the recipes that entail tequila, and that's why I like watching you guys when you make your own cocktails, is it the simplicity. Yeah. You know, there's there's sophistication in simplicity, right? So right. you want to make sure that it's not too complicated. It's, I've got the stuff here at the house. You know, right. Make oh, it, yeah. you know, and 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 I don't and if somebody's making it for me, I don't want them to go through a whole lot of trouble. You know, exactly. Correct. So so uh, the one thing I will watch is sometimes, you know, the, the salted rim and things like that, right. and, you know, or sugar, whatever. Right. If they use tahini, you know, that's always that's always fun because it's different. Especially yep. in your your more fruity mango margaritas or guava margaritas or avocado margaritas, right, right, stuff like that. So I I'm not opposed to experimenting, but when if it was just me, I'm yeah. not going to go through any of that trouble. You know, I'm just if if we get a lot of submissions for us like ready to drinks, uh, um, uh, margarita mixes, things like that, and if I have one of those in the house that's got all the stuff in it. I'm cool, you know, and, and if and if we enjoyed it and we found it as a brand of promise, uh, nominated it as as a, a brand of promise that's well done, I'm right. all good with that because there are several out there right now that are really well done. Sure. So, what did but you yeah, when, if I like if I, you know if I was downstairs with you guys, you know, <laughs> sure, I let I, I let Matt make me one, you know. <laughs> what came out of that skull? Hang on, I'll tell you a second. Oh. <laughs> so this is just a beautiful nuts and bolts margarita without any orange liqueur. This is the tequila singing for itself and super juice. And now the PS de resistance. This is 20%. Well, I'm probably not on, on here. Okay. It's 20%. Saline solution. Yes. Really? So I've okay. also watched this gentleman by the name of Leandro Leandro Di Manriva, the educated barfly. He had this other um, bartender on there, and he says, "You salt your food. Why not salt your cocktails?" So they salt most of their cocktails, um, but they don't obviously salt a man, you know, a Manhattan or a, right. or, a or old fashioned. But cocktails like this, yes. Anything with citrus, boom. So now, really, yes. So you don't have to salt your room. No, which is great because you don't have all that salt sticking out, licking. Well, like yeah, the, the one thing I will say that that when it comes to tequila, when you when you when you use that, is it it might, oh. I you know sometimes we get tequilas blancos especially, they have a, a brininess to them. Yeah. Yep. 
So I would imagine that gives you a little bit more like a like a brine. In fact, that'd be great for like a dirty martini or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. yeah. Good idea. So here we go. Cheers, Cheers Mike. Cheers. Thank Thank you. You. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. Cheers. Yep. Right. You don't need you don't need to mess it up with oh my orange gosh. Liqueur. So <laughs> super juice strikes it again, sounds, and it's super easy. It sounds so, like. You know, and the thing is, so all I did easy. was add like an uh, an ounce of agave because the super juice is very very tart. So you're gonna need to pull that back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So all that is is cortisone tequila, super lime juice, and about four to five dashes of twenty percent saline solution. And some agave, and you're done. And this is just, it's so refreshing. It has everything there is mm. to be uh, about a great margarita, but it's a little bit elevated in the fact that it lets the tequila speak for itself. There's no masking it with triple sec or orange liqueur. It's just, it's, I think, well, I think a margarita the way it should be, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the thing the thing I'll say is that a lot of when you look at some of these bartenders and mixologists now on Instagram or on their Facebook or whatever, you know, the presentation is always the the thing, especially in some of these higher end restaurants and things like that. So you what kind of garnish would you put on that? Or would you even bother with a garnish? Because that's well, I just I threw a wheel of lime in there just for okay. to make it pretty. But you can throw one on the side. But I like to put it right in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about a cocktail that has um, a little bit of the uh, the lime oil dancing around yeah. in, in the glass. You know, it gives yeah, it yeah. a little bit more of a more flavor. So we, I was a bartender for 13 years, and there by was, the way, is that how you guys met? Uh, uh, we met in a of, bar. Yeah, we met the old bachelor <laughs> in a bar. There's a I thought you guys meant it. I thought I thought you met at church. Isn't that what the story? Or was that church like on Sunday after the bar? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Praying for forgiveness, probably. Please, Lord, help me. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yes. Oh gosh. Uh, you know, sort of, um, kinda. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the thing that irritated me the most would be if a bar, if you would ask for a drink and you'd say. Let's just say that we said vodka tonic with lime and they took the lime and they just threw it in your drink. It made no sense to me. Why aren't you squeezing it yeah. and putting the essence into the drink? That's what makes the drink at all. That used to drive me nuts. So the oils from the lime and all, I love oh, all yes. that. So it's, you it's, have to I mean, taste it. See, and, and to your point, the fact that you said you love the lime and the lime oil, mm -hmm. you know, that the difference between a a, 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 a bartender and just, some, you know, a guy who's behind a stick is that the bartender gives a shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Because and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I'm saying that is that in this yard, we have I have a, a, it's, a it's an old tree. It's been here like 30 years, uh, but it's two trees. Planted together, so half the tree is giving us oranges. Oh, the other half is giving us limes. Oh my God! Or lemons. Yes. I'm lemons. I'm sorry, lemons. That's so cool. But, but the the thing is, you know, as a kid growing up, this is the actually the childhood home I grew up in. Oh, and cool. 
when 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 we were kids, we would pull a, a, the uh, a leaf off the, the the growing tree, and and it was before it was giving us any fruit, and we'd rub it in our hands and rub it, you know, and you get that lime, that, oh, that yeah. lemon oil oh, yeah. in your hands. So great. And then, when it started to blossom, when it was ready, when it was maturing, and it would start to get these, and the blossoms, lemon blossoms, uh, you know, the smell of that. I remember taking my first horseback ride out here uh, with a, a gal I was dating, and she took me through an orange grove. Oh, wow. And, oh. and the smell of the oranges, which are really different than the lemon blossoms I grew up with. Yeah. So, you know, all that. And, you know, the, the yeah, you know, it, it, I can see your frustration because you really care about that whole thing. But see, it's not yeah. a it's not a catastrophe until there's a, a lime shortage. Remember that happened a couple yeah. of years before? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, where you couldn't buy limes anywhere, you know, because yep. the, the cartel was doing something. We were getting all our limes from Mexico, and the cartel was screwing up the 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 the, the routes, and yep. there was a lime shortage, and you know the amount of the, the you couldn't buy them, and you started going Persian limes and Meyer lemons, you know, things like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the Meyer lemons. So, yep. so that right there would be a perfect reason to do. A super juice thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can see your point where it's much more sustainable that way. I tell you, Mike, when we we started watching that video, we're like, yeah, okay. You know, the, <laughs> the typical whatever internet, you know. But we did a show, and we did it with just a straight daiquiri, and all it was was a silver rum. And I, I didn't have enough limes to do uh, the full shot, so I did. Basically, it was a, I think, a four or five fruit blend, so I had uh, oh, no, it was five. It was uh, orange, blood orange, grapefruit, lemon, and lime. And it was this beautiful, like, uh, almost like the color of your shirt. It was this beautiful color. And it. so then I made the super juice, set it aside, and then I made the same exact juice with fresh squeeze juice. And we, we took the first drink of the one that had the actual real juice in it or i shouldn't say real juice but the fresh squeeze juice right and we looked at each other's like no way this is gonna get beaten because i would have paid 15 dollars in a bar for that drink yeah that's how great that drink yeah. was and then we made then we made the drink with the super juice and the difference was this is the first cocktail tasted like fresh squeeze juice and then you added rum. The The second drink was so well. Uh, the super juice basically incorporated the rum into it to where you there was there was no boundary. It was throughout the cocktail. You could just you just had this beautiful cocktail. It was so weird to so experience. It was, so, it, was, it was it was balanced. It was more. Oh, balanced. It was so much oh, more yeah. balanced. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God. And the gentleman that I, I still I got to learn this guy's name. I keep talking about him. But um, the gentleman that, that started this, he, he is a bartender in Kentucky. And he wow. was like, you know, man, we have a great cocktail program, but we're going through all these limes and lemons and stuff. And there's got to be a better way. So he figured it out. And then these other gentlemen started basically telling the story of Super Juice and the one gentleman's got a calculator, which is awesome. It has lemon, lime, orange, grapefruit. So you can make whatever you want. You just tell them. You can start with one one simple uh, uh, lime or lemon or whatever, 
and just plug in the ingredients. You have to buy, obviously, malic acid, food-grade malic acid, and, and citric acid, but you can get those at any health food store or on, or on Amazon. Yeah. I found the malic acid on Amazon, yeah, yeah. and it is amazing. And it's one of those things that if you have something like this and you have a beautiful tequila, why wouldn't you rather do something like that than a mix, right. you know? Right. Oh, yeah, no mix. That's, that's no full mix. full of sugar. Let me, no. let me ask you, what sure. the, when when you make that juice, the super juice, mm -hmm. and it sits, I, I assume you refrigerate it. Yes. Yep. yep. Lasts for about a month and a half. I was going to ask you, the longer it sits in there, does it does it become a str even stronger, or does no? Does, um, does the flavor profile change? The flavor profile bird? stays the same. So, the educated barfly, he did a show about the super juice. the The back portion of the show was he did the same experiment like we did, where you know fresh juice, super juice, and then he did fresh juice, super juice from I think like four weeks four weeks later, same exact result. Wow! It okay. Just it's that. So amazing. so it stays, you know, because some some things when they steep, they stay. Yeah. You know, they sit. Well, no. Right. What, what happens is is once you once you blend the pit or blend the the rind and the water and the juice itself, you strain it out through like a, a, a cheesecloth or a, or a nut milk bag. Okay. And it, all that other stuff is gone. So it's just it's just the actual juice. There's no rind and in, in so there you don't have to shake it up or anything like no, that it does it does get a little bit more cloudy on the bottom you just shake it up and it's fine okay. you know but okay. it doesn't it doesn't degrade at all i mean it's it's amazing so that took me approximately an hour and 20 minutes to make and it was four limes and i got over two and a half cups of juice so I can use this, you know, whatever. And, and, and you use it within like a month and a half. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We yeah. use it. We use it yeah. pretty quickly. And then once, once I start getting a little bit, you know, so say for instance, I get it down to about here. I just make a simple syrup out of it and it goes even for, you know, it lasts even longer. You know, so do, do you find that, that your background uh, as bartenders, does it help when you, when you go, you know, when you meet with your customers and things like that, is that you know, I I have a, I'm I'm in a division where I just strictly uh, sell to off premise, so I oh, just okay. call on stores. Okay. However, I have one account that has uh, uh, the girl that runs it. She is in charge of this restaurant, so I tell her about all this stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I and I'm so excited about it. When I, I sit down with her and I'm like a little kid, I'm like, oh my god, I got something cool and to you tell used you. Used to sell to restaurants, yeah, but yeah. I think for us, for our bartending background, we um, we're it it helps us to be a little bit more creative. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to make a traditional, just a a plain say mojito or a margarita i want to make it as easy as that but it's got to have a, a little, little punch bit or of something. a punch yeah. yeah just something a little different yeah so we've been making our own simple syrups we've been uh purchasing some stuff from uh which we found online you know there, there's a wealth of stuff out there that just a little bit of something extra can change your cocktail and elevate it to a different mm -hmm. a different level i i did a a pineapple mojito with with just fresh pineapple the other day and oh my god and we try to use what's fresh in season yeah. like right now i just picked up some peaches on my way home Ooh, and okay. i will probably do 
a like grilled peach bourbon yes. smash. You oh, know what I mean? Like, you're yeah, killing me. I know. <laughs> Come on over. But... So when when do I when do I get to see the recipe book? From both of you. Well, we are well, working. We're, we're in working. That, that's in the works. <laughs> we're working that's what on I thought. Yeah. And I got to tell you, we will definitely have a chapter for you in there. Yeah. Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you know, honestly, I, we what we want to do is obviously just, you know, there's always the, you know, the vodka section, the gin section, the rums, you know, we, uh, we want to do it in sections. And, you know, some of our cocktails, even through the pandemic, were like, you know, I, I had in my uh, freezer, you remember those Italian ices? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I made a, a lemonade with, with one of the, like, I cut the Italian ice in half, and I used that as ice instead of actual oh, ice. Man. You know, and it's just, I didn't need to put sugar in it because the, the stuff is sweet enough as it is. Yeah, I yeah. just put, you know, uh, fresh-squeezed lemon juice in it, and it was a beautiful strawberry uh, Italian ice lemonade. You know, throw a little vodka in there, and, you know, it's it's... You know, it, it doesn't take a lot. It's it's almost like, um, it's almost like because I love to cook. It's almost like being on Chopped. You know what's in oh, the house. Okay. You know, yeah. I could I could do whatever with this, and oh yeah, put that in there, and boom, you know, shake it up, and there you go. Yeah, but yeah. How much how much of your personality shows through when you're making your own videos? I, I mean, when I when I ask that, how much of your bartender personality comes across when you guys are sitting behind the table? You know, do you automatically just turn it and I go, ah, behind the stick again? No, man. <laughs> this is what I was So this, this is actually funny because people that don't know Matt, I'm a hairdresser. I own a hair salon. So I'm in the public all day long. So I, I, I feel like I'm on stage for 10 hours a day. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's, it, it's wonderful. It's fun. I work with a great, great group of stylists. And we're intermingling and we're talking all the time. And that's what I love to do. But people that don't know Matt, which I would say everybody knows him more than they know me. <laughs> but people that don't know him say, I met your husband. He is exactly the same person on camera as he is off camera. And I go, it's who he is. There's well, nothing the, fake about him. The greatest... <laughs> So you're really just a, you're, you're actually a, a, a shrinking violet. That's that's who you are, right? Yeah, I, I need to come out of my shell, Michael. <laughs> so, so I mean, that, listen, the, the, you're the such green, a wallflower, man. Absolutely, I, I gotta just Let's pull it out, dude. That's just, yeah. you know. <laughs> so I, we had the greatest compliment. Uh, I do stand up co comedy on on the side also. So we we have a friend wow. of that I do um, some shows with, and he goes, you know. He goes, we're, we're driving to a gig, and he goes, you know, the funny thing, he goes, it's really not that funny. He goes, but the funny thing about your show is, is if you come to your house, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> it so is true. if you come over, true. you might get some arguing, which goes on behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. However, you know, this is who we are, and we, yeah. we'd, we love to have fun. We love to have some drinks. We love to spread the word about quality cocktails educate. and quality products you know, like you said we love to I, I, educate i love i like to educate um i don't want to say by mistake but sneaky you know yeah well i don't know if you've saw any of our before shows when we first started when the pandemic started but it was all shot on iphone it was yeah it was shot on an iphone it was at our dining room table and the biggest thing about the show was 
Matt would make me taste and learn. And he explained everything to everyone, things that I didn't know. And there's, there's a story to every bottle and, and he would tell it and it it was great information and people loved that. And it's not just sipping a drink. It's, it is, but a story sells it for sure. You know, as long as as long as the story is real, uh, yeah, exactly, percent, yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of, um, uh, I was made aware uh, <clears throat> a couple of months ago about how uh, now um, uh, marketing plans, oh yeah, uh, include a story that's been manufactured. Oh man, and that's got to be part of the marketing plan in order to launch this tequila because sure. um, we have a we had an old article uh, that's still an industry standard on our website, and the, what it boils down to is the numbers. Just to launch a tequila successfully mm-hmm. requires ten million dollars. Oh my! Oh god. my god! Wow! And you know how many of them are not launched that way? I mean, some people yeah. launch them on a shoestring; they don't have it. Some of them have been around for five years, and and I tell them that that story, or they may have read the article. Yeah. They, they say, "Mike, you have no idea how much money I poured into this thing." Yeah. Uh, so well, people, yeah, it, there's it, a, there's, isn't sorry. there an old saying in the distribution business? If you want to. If you want to make a mil- if you want to make five million dollars in the tequila business, oh no, if you want to make a million dollars in the tequila business, you have to invest five million. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You want, if you want to make a, you want to make a small fortune in the in the liquor industry, start with a large fortune and open a distillery. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's and it's so not true. changed. You know, yeah. it's so true because you really don't make the money until yeah. you sell out, until you get that golden parachute, and then you become George Clooney for a billion dollars. Yeah, how about uh, that? Huh? Wow, uh, that's crazy. Uh, because you yeah. sold a brand in a bottle and an image, yeah, for a billion dollars. You know, yeah. when Aradura sold to Brown Foreman, uh-huh. this was uh, I'm gonna, I'm not sure exactly what the uh, date was, somewhere in the, in the mid 2000s, I think. Um, there was some recalculation in the, in the numbers, but it sold somewhere between 750 million. To wow. 790 million. Wow. And somewhere along there. And that was the distillery, the storage, everything except the old Hacienda. That still belongs to the family. Sure. Because uh, there's an old consecrated Hacienda. Anybody who's been to Aradura, if you're taking that train ride from, from uh, Guadalajara to to um, uh, to Aradura, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um that Hacienda stays with the family, but they sold everything else, lock, stock, and barrel for, you know, about 70 million, 700, 700, 790 wow. million. Good for them. Yeah. But the disparity However. is you have Clooney with two other partners, all right, who sold a label and a bottle and some juice right. for a billion dollars. Ah, wow. Wow. There's what, what a, there's no disparity. You know, when, uh, when Diageo wanted to buy Jose Cuervo, they offered them $3 billion. Jeez. And that sale never went through, obviously, because Cuervo was just not interested. Right. You know that $3 billion at that time when Diageo made that offer could have bought you the Los Angeles Dodgers. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Now, now, you can't, now you can't buy Cuervo for that money, and you can't buy the Dodgers for that money. Sure. You know, but but in, the, in, that, in that era... That's what that's what the you know so it's really interesting to see a disparity of what 
what we're paying money for. Yeah. The most expensive bottle of tequila comes at $1,999. And I got news for you. That tequila you're drinking is way better. Yeah. (laughs) It is good. I was in a store today and some lady was looking for the specific bottle. And I'm not going to say. But I've heard through certain channels that it's not that great. You know, and probably not. um, And I'm like, wow. And and I know I have a brand that's similar that's like 40 bucks less. And I'm like, hey, buy that, you know, would you? Oh, yeah. But uh, so real quick, uh, what about Cristalinos? Now, that's going to that's starting to be a thing. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. Is it it a traditional thing? No. Or is it something manufactured? No, um, (laughs) uh, I've heard it said that even in Mexico, it's becoming quite the, the trend. Okay. It's, it's trendy, okay? okay. Um, what it is, for those of you who don't know what a Cristalino is, it could be a reposado, an añejo, or an extra añejo okay. that has been aged in barrels for a certain length of time. And I went through that earlier. You can you can rewatch that that portion Rewind. of the video, right? <laughs> just just hold, just just scroll back. You'll see it. Um, <laughs> and what and what happens is it's run through a carbon filtration system. Yeah. Once it comes out of that barrel and they strip the color and supposedly some of the character of the barrel that that the tequila has acquired. So if it's done correctly, it's a bit clearer, not 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 pristine like a Blanco would be. It's got a little bit of a tinge. okay? Okay, Uh, And depending on who's making it. And it's got more of the barrel character without the super oh. barrel character that might be a little off-putting for some people. Okay. I don't know. okay. Uh, frankly, a lot of us in the purest circles that I run in go, why would you take something that's, you know, been so labor intensive and you've been watching it, you know, you're, you're aging it. It hasn't been making you any money, right? right. You're waiting at you're least two it. years. And, and then you want to strip the color out of it. Why? Well, because people are asking for it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I know, I know one brand that's very, uh, they're a very traditional, uh, brand. They're very popular in Mexico, very popular now in the United States and, and well done tequila. I love their stuff. And they were literally forced to make a Cristalino because everybody else has got one. Wow. Now here's the, here's the thing within the normas. The normas have not been rewritten since uh, 2012. Okay. They they were rewriting them or re you know recalibrating it every so many years, but they haven't touched them since 2012. So it is not an officially recognized expression within the normas, but everybody's making one. Right. So they can strip the color out of a reposado, out of an añejo, or an extra añejo. And they can still ask a price point that maybe falls right below their stable mate, right below the extra añejo, right? You know, or right below that reposado, or I don't know, right above between a reposado and an añejo. I don't know. It depends on who, who's making it and what brand we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, some are made quite well. Okay. I can name a couple, as a matter of fact. Others don't waste your money. Gotcha. Don't waste your money. You, you're you're paying. Uh, we had one that we we tasted 
beautiful bottle, beautiful presentation. Uh, I knew the distillery was coming from. That distillery makes everything with a diffuser. Um, and you were asking a crazy price for it because you're paying for the marketing and the, the, mm -hmm. the professional photographs, the presentation that they were sending it to you. And it just fell flat on its face. That's horrible. You know, we have, we've had other ones that, that they're beautiful, heavy, con like a cognac bottle. It's just heavy, thick, but no substance. Yeah. You know, it's all artificial. It's not. And yeah. again, you probably, the, the average consumer may not be able to pull those out. That's okay. Right. Um, but when you've had as many as we've had and we know where they're coming from. Yeah. Right. We, do, we know. And it's like, right. nah, you know, and I can't. So I, they're. You know, I, I can't I can't say the review without telling the public, look, don't don't waste your time. Right. Okay, right. right. So just do yourself a favor. You'll be disappointed. It's a you know, if you want to give it to somebody as a gift. It's great. Do that. You know, give it for what it's made for. But there's no substance in it. It's just not. It's just not. So, again, it just. It, so they're making Cristalinos with a diffuser tequila. It's like. Really? Come on, you know, it's almost like a it's almost so, like an oxymoron, you know. What so I mean? when, right, right, right. So when you say a diffuser tequila, what do you mean? Okay, diffusers are a glorified shredder. This thing is as huge as a train. Okay. And there are several distilleries that we know of, and we, we have a running list that comes in the, in our Catador course. Uh, there's a, an app you can download if you if you're if you're not used to doing your own research. Uh, that will tell you what the process is. Uh, and again, just because this particular distillery makes contract brands for other companies doesn't necessarily mean that they make everything with a diffuser, but there's a pretty good chance they do. Um, and if there is one on site, there's it casts uh, a suspicion. Uh, it, gotcha. ca it, it casts like a little bit of shade. So Depending on who you are, you might want to avoid those brands altogether, gotcha. or not. You know, I don't know. It's up to again, up to the consumer. However, you got you, whatever you want to do. Um, and what that is is they take immature agave. Okay. Okay. Anywhere we, we know that they are harvesting agave between two and four years. Right. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't even require the amount of sugars that you that uh, that we were talking about earlier. We have to test yep. it. And you, you want at least 24 yeah. bricks. Doesn't matter. They stick it in a in a uh, autoclave, and they shoot hot water through it. Uh, at some point, depending on what distillery it is, they may use hydrochloric acid. Oh man! And what that does that that melts the the fibers of the agave, so that it's it for it it can be fermented quicker. So oh, when you open up, mm. when you open up the, the, you know, you open up the autoclave, you have this goo sits at the bottom, you know, and then you run that through a shredder, shredder and more hot water and you try to squeeze everything out of it. Then most of these diffusers, when you, when you purchase them, these companies also make uh, what they call a uh, uh, column stills which is how they make vodka you know what they yeah, look like yeah. Matt. they look like huge they look like you know a lot of some of the micro uh, distilleries will have columns the uh, column stills yep. and it, it just it double distills in the same run 
Okay, right. so it's very efficient. It's got several plates in it. You can kind of watch the, you know, the the, the liquid go up and go yeah, down. Yeah. It's kind of fun to look at. Um, so when that's done, you can bottle it right away, let it rest, or you put it in a barrel. Uh, so, you know, um, your your cost is much more minor. It's not right now. There's an agave shortage. The, the agave prices have been spiking through the roof right. for like the last year. Okay, oh, no. and and a, a brand that doesn't that doesn't own their own agave has a hard time. They have to buy agave on the open market, and the open market's where the you know the price of agave goes up and down like diamonds or gold, okay? Sure. Right. Um, and right now, until until the level of agave, uh, until that levels out, the amount of agave on the market that's available for sale, which right now, anybody that's got a five-year plant is throwing it in, on the market. So uh, anything below that, you know, you're paying less for it. So it's less, you know, your cost on the prime material is lower. So right. you you... Your price, your your how you justify your price on the market is by buying better barrels, uh, marketing, taking these fancy photographs, you know, getting getting a you know a, that's where your most of your budget's going to the bottle, okay, the yeah. bottle, you know. Yep. So what's going on is you don't have any substance in the juice, but you got a pretty bottle, you got great marketing, you got you got a, a made up story, okay. And it's all part of the business plan. And you're charging $150, $200 for that bottle for juice. And, and at the end, because you don't have any substance in that juice, you got to use the additives to make it taste like the real deal. Oh, man. So what a that's, mess. The, that's the kind of stuff that we, we kind of pulled the curtain on in the book. That it's not everything that, that the marketing people, the copywriters are giving us. It's not, it's not that seven or eight years, unless it's coming from the master distiller himself, who's an agave grower. Unless it's coming from the agave growers, that's what they're doing. Everything that I get, you know, sell sheets, information sheets, shelf talkers, neck tags, all that stuff. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yep. You know, and, and yep. that's why I say that we wanted to, folks that hopefully that would take the course that they, they got curious enough to do their own research. Right. Yeah. Check it Not out for themselves. A little bit, just like you did with your, with your, you know, the, 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 the super juice and, the, you know, you right. engineered it. You see, that's the kind of curiosity I'm looking for. That's right. the kind of student you want, because when you were, especially Patty, you were talking about the, the lime oil. Why would you just flip the lime and just, you know, squeeze the damn thing in there, you know? Yeah. It's yeah, like, exactly. you know, you it's, supposed to do. it's simple, but it's something right. that you, you know, you as an observer will look at and go, yeah. oh, she's just flicking it off. She's not Makes a world of difference. 100%. Exactly. Whether or not somebody cares or not. Well, that's just it. You've got these mainstream brands who are taking a shortcuts, mm -hmm. shortcuts. And anybody... Oh, oh. Anybody will tell you it doesn't even matter what it is. If you're taking a shortcut, there's no, there's no gratification in it. Right. Um, if you're uh, Ron Cooper, I have a quote from Ron Cooper that I'm going to use in, in a future book here shortly. Um, 
he and Ron Cooper is the, the father of, of Mescal. He's the one that brought Mescal to the United States, and that's gotcha. Del Maguey. Yes, I, we we sell yep. Del Maguey. Yes. Yeah, so you know you know the quality of Del Maguey. Yes, uh, Ron, Ron, I've known Ron for years. Uh, in fact, a funny story that we met at one of my first tequila tastings that we ever did in, in New Mexico. He came down from Taos. I didn't even know he was living in Taos. Oh, no, the guy was a legend. And and he's got a personality that precedes him. You know, the personality <laughs> enters the room before he does. So awesome. uh, he he has a quote, and I have the video uh, of him talking about that. When he talks about mezcal, mezcal is open air fermented. In other words, it, it's the the... The, the juice, the fibers, the, everything that, that, that's been macerated, they throw in a pine vat. And, you know, the, the master distiller, the agavero, has taken that, he has controlled the growth of that plant all the way to the point where, okay, here you go, this is it, and then God takes over. Right. So he doesn't throw in additives, he doesn't throw in yeast. It's just Beautiful. every every thousand meters... There are microbes in the air yeah. in Oaxaca, in, in whatever microbes yeast, there, yeah. that go that takes that goes into your into your vat of stuff that influences the final product. Yeah. And what he That's said so was cool. my favorite quote was that um, industrially made um, anything made industrially leaves no room for God. Wow. Or the universe, or whatever. Okay, whatever right. you want to call right. it. Right, right. Uh, you know, uh, but I, but you understand where that's coming from because yes. I yes. agree with that. At some point, you can control almost everything along the path of the growth of of an agave. But when it comes to open air fermentation, mm-hmm. it's whatever's in the air. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it, it is. is. What it is. Okay, yeah. after it gets all fermented and they're done with it, whatever, however long it takes, then. The distiller takes more control. He can distill it, and he can get you know the the, the ABV and get he, he do all that without instruments. By right. the way, yeah, you know, and, and, and out in the middle of nowhere, right, 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 and, and, and that's you know that's mescal. But even even in tequila, you know, you've got the that's when the chemical engineer takes over and says, okay, this is we're going to go at you know at, at this temperature, we're going to distill it this way. I got my copper pot stills, got or stainless steel with a copper wire, whatever whatever tools he's using, right. But at some point, there's no control. Yeah. You know, unless unless you're dumping champagne yeast, which has been done, it's not that's not bad. Okay, it's not bad. Right. Or you're dumping yeast just to in, increase the, the the length of time it takes to ferment. Stuff that's made with the diffu- the diffuser, you can bet they it's it's all about time. The faster they get it in the bottle, the faster they get it to market, the sooner I can make it. Right, money. right. Yeah. Okay. So that's a shortcut. Yeah. That's, yep. That's yep. For me, for me, I, I don't know about anybody else out there, but for me, when we talk about doing the tequila tasting and I showed you the, the, the three elements and how to do that, the yep. mindfulness only comes in if the juice you're using is is properly made. If right. I were to do this now, see here, if I were to do the same techniques with a mainstream tequila that's fronted by a celebrity, chances are I'm going to be disappointed. Right. But you discover that. You own it. You own that disappointment. You did the research. You went out and got the bottle. You you love the celebrity. You bought it because of him or her or whatever. You know, you buy her songs. You listen to her whatever. 
And then you do those three simple elements where you're by yourself and you go, yeah, I'm just not getting it like I got with that corazón. How come? Yeah. Right. How yeah. come? You know? Right. So, so again, the idea of the mindfulness is, is so that you can, this is the, this is the cherry on top. That's how you finish educating yourself. Then, you know, that. then I know I did my job. You know, when you guys serve a drink, there's up to that point. Once you, once you give it to that person, that's up to that person. He's going to, you know, he's either going to not enough vodka in it. There's not enough. How come it tastes like this? You know what I mean? Yeah. You're always going to get a troll. Right. But, sure. Oh yeah. Right. But when that customer is happy and, 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 and he knows, and he goes back to you and he comes back to you and he comes back to you yep. you know, and he becomes a regular, it's the same thing with hair, right? The more yep. you, the more you craft that, you move, the more you look at person and make them look better, the more they're going to be appreciative of, of your skills. Yeah. And, and that's it. That's, that's just, it's all about yeah. appreciation. It's about mindfulness and it's about, you know, uh, being at one with yourself. Yeah. And yeah. you can't learn that by shooting something. You just can't. Right. right. No. Right. Take the no. time to squeeze the line. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to care about what you're doing, no matter right. what. You have to put some love into it. And or... use quality ingredients. Yeah. That's oh, all. my yeah. gosh. Exactly. Sure. And so, that's, that's kind of what drove me when I started seeing you watching your videos. It's like, you know, there's something there. You guys are funny. You know, you kind of riff off each other kind of pretty well. But I knew that there was something there. There was there was there was some substance there. It wasn't just because nope. some of the you know some of the influencers that we that we meet along the way are very uh, you know they're <laughs> they're out here in left field you know <laughs> and, and 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 you know there I don't know if you follow baseball Matt but I do I'm a big baseball guy mm -hmm. and so you know there are errors of commission and there are errors of omission yes. Yep. You know, yeah. a commission means, you know, I'm over enthusiastic and I struck out trying to bunt, you know, when, okay, <laughs> I, I messed up, but, but you give that person, you know, the, an A for effort, right? That's right. Other people that just, I purposely not do that. I'm not going to run down first base, even though it's, it's a chopper in front of me. Right. I know yeah. he's going to throw me out. So why bother? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an error of omission. Yeah. You, you did that on purpose. And yeah. that's when you get a, re you know, that's when you get a reputation for being, you know, Manny yeah. Machado. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, so that's what I'm saying. That there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you, you, if you care, you'll always find the right path. Yeah. yeah. You don't care, then you know, don't watch yeah. it. Exactly. I don't know. Don't read the book. Yeah, I had, I had a, I, I had a friend of mine that uh, opened a, um, a taqueria type uh, Mexican restaurant. Yeah. And I had a friend of mine who was one of our suppliers. We met with him. I started listen. You know, you can do this, let's do this right. So we're going to, you know, Herodura was his house tequila. And it was a little bit more expensive, but he's like, yeah, I love it. It's awesome, whatever. So I helped out opening night, which was not necessarily the best thing to do because I'm not supposed to. But anyway, I helped bartend that night. So this group comes in and they ordered uh Five people had house margaritas, and it was with Herodera. So one lady sends it back, hers back. There's no tequila in it. And I said, okay, maybe uh, maybe I'm a little screwed up, but uh, I'll make another one. So I made another one, sent it over to her, and the waitress comes back. She goes, she said there's no tequila in it. 
I go, please tell the lady to come and see me. <laughs> so I said, hi, how are you? I said, you sit right here in front of me. And I made her the margarita in front of her. And I showed her how much was going in every single drop of alcohol. And I said, ma'am, you're used to the burn. And the burn comes from a mixto tequila, which is 51% agave and the rest is whatever. This is 100% blue agave. It's, it's a good tequila. And then I had her taste it straight. And then she tried the, the, the margarita. She goes, oh, my God, I've never had. I guess I've never really had a margarita. I go, there you go. But what she, would the other 49% be? The other 49% is other sugars, which can be sugar. It can be uh, a concentrated sugar that you can buy on the market. Uh, As long as it, you see every, again, highly regulated, lots of loopholes. Uh, Right, 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 right. Every distillery, in 2006, every distillery was required to have a lab on site. Oh, wow. Wow. So in the laboratory, if you ever walk into one, They've got samples of everybody else's tequila there. And I kind of wonder why, you know, and, and, and they, they, these analysts, these chemical engineers and analysts, um, you know, they, they, they do that on purpose. We try either they're, they're, uh, there are some yeast, for instance, that, that's proprietary that they make from their own plants. Like right. uh, El Tesoro does that. Yes. So yep. when they make a, when they say proprietary yeast, they're making the yeast to throw in the, the fermentation but it's made from their own plants so it just adds more flavor to the flavor profile okay and it does a job of being yeast uh so some of them maybe they make yeast some of them analyze it for uh to make sure that there's consistency you know from batch to batch um i've been told in one of my visits to san nicolas from from the one that uh that sold the campari um there were times when they said that uh we we double distill everything but sometimes we have to triple distill it. We just don't put it on the bottle. So, right. you know, if it doesn't come across, if the if the technicians look at this batch and go, it's going to need another distillation because it's just not, you know, not there where it needs to be. They run it through the distill one more time. Yeah. You know, so that's what the that's what the lab does. That quality quality control. But sure. uh, every lab has to submit a sample of every batch to the CRT which is a Consejo Regulador de Tequila. That's the overseeing body of tequila. Wow. And, or, or when they come visit, you know, they're going to come visit your lab. Uh, sure. they've, got, they've got their guys who come out and, and they, every time you barrel a tequila or you open a barrel, you have to have a representative of the CRT there. Wow. Document. Jeez. That's like amazing. Every barrel, you don't see these in the pictures, but every barrel has to have a certificate that's signed by the guy from the CRT saying this was this was barreled on June, you know, on, on July eleventh or twelfth. So this way the dates stay regulated as whether or not it's going to be. Yeah, but he's, he's got a, he has a log also. Everything is logged. You know, where huh? now they, they log where the, the agave comes from, all the agave is logged in. Wow, you know, that's um, so amazing. Yeah, they're doing so much more. They really are because you know the, the industry has a, a a history of 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 gluts and shortages, gluts and shortages. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But they haven't been able to figure out how to level that out so it's consistent. Okay. Right. Um, but 
everything is being registered. They have registered growers, they have registered everything. Everything is watched. That's how they know how many liters per month that they produce and is exported. You can get all those numbers on the, on the website for the CRT, uh, as well as the GNOME list. And the GNOME list is a list of distilleries that have a number that you find on the label. Uh, every, every, uh, every tequila distillery has that number. Every label should have it on either the front or the back. And you look for it. Uh, now, what that denotes is where the tequila is bottled, not, okay. nece not necessarily where it's produced. Right. Okay. Because uh, part of the rules are that uh, each distillery can sell bulk, simple, simple Blanco tequila from each other. So just to meet demand. So I can, right. so one distillery can buy Blanco from somebody else to meet the demand for that celebrity tequila that needs to be on the shelf. Gotcha. And and so that you know those so, are the things. there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot. So you know, <laughs> get the book, whatever. Get the book. Uh, yeah, you're exactly. so you know it all, Mike. Though I mean, you know, uh, I mean, every it. question. It was like I know really? too much. That's my problem. <laughs> I, I talk too much. I told you we, we went over. So it. for friends of ours, because we have a lot of very good friends that love tequila and love to know about tequila. Well, the book. Hey. What do they do with the book? When they read this book and they take the course, okay, what will happen to them after session one? Well, uh, they they email it to me. They're on the back of the book, there's there's a uh, uh, there's like a secret website where you go in and you you uh, tells you what your uh, uh, your assignment is for that you know for okay. that chapter, and you just go through the chapters. You know, just go nice. through all the chapters, and then At when your you're own done, pace. Yeah, uh, when, you, when you they send in their homework to me, uh, yep. my emails uh, in you know in the book, and when they're done, however long it takes. Uh, so, at the, so at the final, they do a tasting with you virtually. Yes. Oh, yeah, cool. just like just like we do on sipping off the cuff. Yet that's your final. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's and and we've had we've had some great you know we've had a handful of. Uh, uh, graduates, but we have a lot of people taking the course. Some of them never send in their homework. That's fine too. Right, right. Because you know, not everybody is gonna, you know, like I said, we know that not everybody was gonna was gonna get their hands dirty. But if you decide to, that's when there's a lot of much, much more information you get from me yeah. and, and other, sure. other avenues, and and there's a lot of extra reading that you can do, uh, all kinds of things, you know. There's there's a treasure trove of info that opens up for you if you decide that's what you want to do. You know, if, if you decide, this, Mr. Phelps, that that's what you want. Can we share this link in – where will we put it? In the comments? Yeah, we can put, the, put your link in the comments for we'll the – your, And then they can just click on it and purchase this book. Yeah. Let me put it – take them right to Amazon. You want me to do yeah, that? Yeah, you can just take them right to Amazon okay. and, and okay. they can purchase the book. And uh, what about the magazine? The see what happens is they send their first the first assignment is to send their email to me, and then I put them on a master list, and okay. then that's where Lisa will automatically put her into the newsletter into the magazine. Okay, so that, that happens automatically. Oh, okay. wonderful, all, wonderful! All, they don't have to do anything, you know. Beautiful. Um, you know, but when they go to the website, if they go to the Tequila Fishnado website, they can they can sign up on the for the for the uh, newsletter right there. It, it pops up on the screen. Okay. So either way, we've got you covered. That's right. awesome. You're gonna take this course. I right? am. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta. Gotta. I'm very excited about it. Actually. Except maybe 
You know what I'm happens is when you're final, I should probably have you fly me out there, or I'll fly you out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah, way. Yeah. Either way. We'll definitely wives, do. wives included. Um, plus, plus one. Okay, so. Yeah, plus one. <laughs> I, always, I always ask one dumb question. <laughs> Perfectly fine. I ask a bunch of them, because that's always a fun. Does he have to know Spanish to pass this first course? Well, see, now, here's the thing. That's the beautiful part about the course is that we'll teach you some of the words that, that you know, that there's no other translation for it. Like catador, the rough yep. translation is, is sommelier. So you get a rough idea of what that right. is. Okay. Or right. bourbon steward or, you know, whatever. Right. And, and But, yeah, there are certain, like when I say blanco, that means clear. It means white. Yeah. It means right. transparent. You know, but but in Spanish, plata means silver. So you know, so you right. it's probably stuff you already know anyway. If I say yeah. agave, that's that that's actually a that's actually a scientific term. So you know, you'll know what that is. But when I say maguey, that's Spanish. And so, but it, it'll show up enough in the book that where we'll have in parentheses, it'll tell you gotcha. that's what this okay. means. Okay. I'm very excited. I'm yeah. You, you know, you know, again, we had it, we wanted to strip away all that, you know, because outside of going to Mexico and having to take the course in Spanish and knowing right. Spanish, there is no school in the U.S. There, there are some online now that you can take, yeah. uh, you know, for a cost. Um, and uh, honestly, we were going to make this a, uh, an online course and we were to the point where I, I had voiced everything and, and videotaped it all and and at the last minute Lisa said uh, at the end of 2019 she goes oh, you know, I think this would be better as a book I said if you think so but you're kidding me <laughs> all this work so all this oh, stuff is it, after you oh, voiced everything man. oh man yeah and it's like okay you still have the tapes can you send them to me <laughs> and then you know right at the tail end of 2019 and son of a gun by March of 2020 Everything came to a screeching halt, and all yeah. our yeah. books took off. The course took off. Yeah. You know, we we didn't stop. We, we were still always drinking virtually. That that never stopped. Right. It got yeah. it got more. As a matter of yeah. fact, it became, oh, yeah. we really increased. You know, the amount of content we put out, uh, the amount of submissions that we had. Um, yeah, it, it was in really a kind of strange way. It was a really good thing that happened. You know, yeah. right, like, right. Like everything else, it's got a you know a downside. Sure. sure. So, um, but yeah, just you know, however you want to take it. Again, you don't have to do all the work, but if you do, you get much more into it. Yeah. You yeah. Really like know the nuts and bolts and get your hands dirty. And you guys, you know, we have a lot of um, mixologists. We have a lot of bartenders. If, if you're watching us in, in Canada, I will tell you that uh, the or or internationally, the book is kind of geared toward the American consumer. So you're going to see uh, our bits, uh, chapters about our our unusual three tier system. It's the system of distribution that we have to deal right. with in yeah, the United yeah, yeah. States. And if you're a brand owner, I've had brand owners take my course, and they said, "Geez, I wish I had this book before. I, I bought into my brand." So yeah. you know, we've been we've been very fortunate. We've had chemical engineers again, like I said, who love our stuff. I, I don't think there's one person that's taken our course that hasn't thanked us for putting it out. That's so, awesome. So, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So please, you know, by all means, don't be shy. Uh, and Let, you know what? It, what I would love to do is I'm going to take the course. What I would love to do is is maybe film part of our final exam. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, that, that, that goes without saying. We, we yeah. film. See, we'll, we'll film it. We, we do it. We do it over. Oh, yeah. We do it over. Uh, yeah. 
every every one of these that we do, we we first we were on Skype, but now we're on Zoom. So we record these on Zoom. I mean, we we make sure it's, it's okay with you guys. Sure. And then we do a 15 minute interview first, so okay. people know who you are. Yeah. You know, and that's that kind of that's kind of our open bar segment of the show, mm-hmm. and then we do the tasting together, mm-hmm. and that's and and we put that out as content. So, cool. so yeah, all, all of our catadores who are, who are, uh, 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 completed our course, uh, their videos are out there. The female catadora was amazing. You should watch her stuff. Her name is Araceli. Uh, I think I saw part of that. I think she's I saw part of that. So good. Yeah. But she was good to start with. You know, uh, some of you guys who are watching this, watching this on Instagram or you watch this on, on YouTube, you may, you may know the Austin tequila connoisseur. Uh, that's Bryce. Uh, he's, he does his own stuff already. He took our course. He's one of our, we call them TJs, kind of like, uh, you know, when MTV had the VJs. Yeah. We, we yeah, TJs. yeah, yeah. So, so we call them tequila jockeys and it's kind of a throwback to, to the MTV days. And these guys, I'm telling you, the quality of the people that we're getting to really complete the course, their enthusiasm, their, their curiosity, you know, their open mindedness. Like right. I said, our, our guy Todd Mayville in in uh, in Colorado, WSET two bourbon steward. You know he we actually have a, a mezcal uh, tasting journal that Lisa wrote with uh, with a, a famous um, uh, he's a he's a, a tour guide in Oaxaca. He's an expat he's an expat Canadian who's been there forever. Oh, wow. He's actually responsible for helping Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul source their mezcal for Dos Obis. business, yeah. Wow. And so this guy, this guy knows his business. He knows the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so he wrote the the uh, he wrote the mezcal tasting journal with, with Lisa. That's also available on Amazon. And all the proceeds of that book go to help his community of people that in Oaxaca. He doesn't keep any of the proceeds. Oh, that's great. It's all about taking care of his people. That's great. Um, you so know, awesome. It's it's. And so anyway, Todd's taken that course because he, he and I have done a couple of mezcals together. And now he's, you know, and he said to me, he said something really opening during our during our, our interview. As a matter of fact, he said, Mike, anybody that tells you that they know everything about spirit is lying to you. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I totally believe that. Yeah. I say that as a salon owner, the day you think you know everything about the styles and the hairs. You might as well hang it up. Yeah, because it changes daily. It changes by the hour. Well, the tequila industry, what they're doing now, and if I don't stay on top of it, you know, we don't right. know. We don't know. In fact, the diffuser was being used in 2000, 2001, and nobody knew about it. Wow, right, they were right. keeping it secret. Nobody knew. Yeah, because it's embarrassing, really. Well, so- no, there's a there's a stigma attached. But what happened was, it wasn't until a group of mixologists were going experimenting with the, this particular brand they were wondering why it wasn't flavoring their tequila their drinks wow. the way it normally did when they reversed engineer what was going on and started doing the visiting of that distillery they finally came out and said we've been using it uh since 2001 to 2010 they were using it for about 10 years before anybody knew they were using it wow hmm. So we don't know what kind of technology they got out there now that right. we don't know anything about. All right. So yeah, yeah we got to stay on top of stuff like that if you care, you know, yeah. because because ultimately, well, you got to care what's in your bottle. Yeah, well, you know? and what you're drinking. You guys, every time you guys put out a video, you're teaching your followers how to make this. They can make it at home. It's easy. It's simple. 
You've got a whole right. list of ingredients. You don't hesitate to make it. And, and right. it's the same thing with anything we do. I, I always said that what I do is infotainment. Okay. Yeah. So it's always information in a, in a entertaining way. Cause you know, Matt, nobody, nobody learns until you teach them with humor. And yeah. you're, oh, yeah. if anybody knows that you do. So right. we appreciate know, that. And, and so, you know, that, that's how, that's how we've always done it. So, you know, and like anybody says, we're not saving lives. We're just selling tequila. Absolutely, so, yeah. We're not, we're not, I, we're not sputting the atom. If it's, I want to take it's, this exactly. course, if I want to take this course along with my husband, just to prove to him that I might be able to do better than him. <laughs> well, we've got, you know, it's it's okay. I I know. I believe me, we we've allowed a lot of couples to take this course together. So um, I, I guess my question would be because you said there's certain codes and stuff. Do we each buy our own separate book? No, uh, the co- the, okay. the code is the same. Okay. Um, you know, you don't have to buy a separate book. No, okay. unless you want one, you know, to have handy. Well, sure. you know, he may have, he's got his on Kindle uh, yeah. or, right. you know, downloaded. So you may want to have an extra one. I don't know. I'm a hard copy you know, girl. Want, I gotta, I gotta like, read it. Yeah. You might want to, you, know, you want the, the, the hard copy, okay. however you want to do it. That it's very flexible. Uh, okay. to, to the right now, we still don't have the, the uh, audio and video version of the online course. Um, I may have to revoice everything that I did, which is a lot of work. Uh, but there was a, there was a sound glitch. You know how that is. Yeah. And, and and so when I can get some studio time or just be able to do it again, uh, you know, I, 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 we do want to put that out because, uh, we've had one or two, uh, uh, people ask us, do you have a, do you have an audio version or a video right. version yeah. that I can buy? Yeah, and I would love, drive a lot and everything. I really yeah. would like to do that because you know uh, we have we have people that you know uh, somehow they're impaired one way or the other, or they're driving. You know, they want to listen to what's going on. Yeah, yep. that's like, him. Just like yeah. that. Yeah, he's in his car yeah. all the time. So yeah, he's he's in, I know. I used to do the same thing. You travel yep. two or three hours outside of town because that's where your territory yeah. is. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. I understand it, and I, and I do want to make that available sooner than later. Uh, sure. I, I have friends in the radio business as soon as I, I would like to get some studio time to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll see. It's, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the future, but for right now yeah. you can, you can own it. You can highlight it. You can, you know, that's right. Dribble it, circle it. Uh, and, I'm and, a book girl. Know, so that works for me. Right. And, and we do have, you know, we do have couples taking it together, but be aware if you're going to take it together, you're both doing a final. Yeah. Oh yeah! And the way this is work going to work, you're not doing the final together. No, no. no. And I'm really, separate. Mike. I'm really competitive. <laughs> no, I'm extremely, extremely competitive. <laughs> I never would have guessed that with yeah. you. I, no, shocker. I, I had to drag. You know, I had to drag your your questions out of her because you know. Oh my god. Uh, God. But yeah, you know, now you're now you're part of the family. You have no choice. <laughs> uh, yeah, at this point, you know, and you've had a couple of drinks, so you know, so have I. Uh, but yeah. but you know, it doesn't. T- it takes coffee to loosen me up. That's that's you know. Yeah, basically. me too. Me too. So, uh, but yeah, you know, however it works for you guys, we have a couple uh, of af- actually um, uh, a couple of, of RVers who are taking our course together. They they kind of have had to t- take a hiatus. 
but you know they were they're very competitive with each other and cool. it's funny to see how how when they turn in their homework how the husbands or wives homework differs from one from the other yeah. and and yeah. how uh, how much influence one spouse has over the other or not right. it's really it's really or fun not. for me cuz it allows me to get into your head or you know right. or inside your relationships uh, weird. It's weird. <laughs> you know, I do a lot. Of, I, love, I do a lot. Oh, of you're things. gonna quit after you get inside ours. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to be here. Uh, no, uh, but you know what happens is when you do a lot of editing, like when, for our our profiles books, we have five questions that we ask brand owners, marketing people, same five questions, <clears throat> whether they're English or Spanish. I have them, we have them translated in both, but every answer is different. And every way that somebody responds is differently, whether it's in English or Spanish. And so sometimes, yeah, I've got to do a translation. But even when I do the translation, it allows me to get inside that person's thinking process. And every editor will tell you this, that you kind of see where they're coming from, you know. And, and so you, and now that I've done a few of these uh, exercises with couples, I kind of see where the couples are coming from and why one one spouse kind of the, the palette is geared in one direction and one spouse is geared to another direction and won't be more detail oriented than the other. You know, it, it's just, it's kind of fun to get to see where, and then, and then for me, it's to try and, and get them in, in a, in a, somewhere in the middle. So where there's a, there's a nice compromise for the two of them so that uh, one isn't lagging behind the other. Gotcha. Right. Right. Because everybody learns differently. I know that. Sure. Oh yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, and not everybody is going to, not everybody's going to get the math correctly. Not everybody's going right. to, you know, but just, just keep, just keep going. Cause as yep. the, funny, the neat thing is I love to see the progression of our students from the beginning when they started to the end, when they graduate, because they, you can see it in the answers that they write back to me. Oh, Mike, I didn't know that this and the other. And you just, you yeah. it's gratifying for us to see them improve yeah. On, yeah. on where they where they first started, you know, and it's like, oh man. And then, and then, because in the back of your head, you're always going, geez, am I, and, you know, who's going to pay attention to this? Am I, did I do the right thing? You know what I mean? It's like, and, and there, I, I, we did it right. Yep. And just from the responses that we're getting from the students that, that have taken the course and submitted their homework, they're getting it. Their yeah. message is coming across. So cool. They're improving. I mean, you saw how quickly it was for you guys. And it, we just did a, you know. Yeah. Little, a little yeah. small tasting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and so informative. And I, know I, can't, I, I know I can't be there in front of everybody. I can't. I just physically right. can't do it. Right. But whenever I get a chance to do that, I, I want to. Um, that's why I'm doing more and more of these interviews because I just never know where it's going to lead and who's going to, you know, yeah. where my message is going to go, where it's going to land. Yeah. Um, you know, so thank you for buying the course and taking it. And I look forward to working with you. Yeah. And yeah. I'm very excited about it. Everybody, everybody who's submitting, it comes from all different walks of life. Some of them are distributors. Some of them own brands. Some of them are Canadians. Some of them are from other countries, yeah. you know, and each question each each person brings us a separate set of circumstances that i that i have to help them deal with so you know like the availability of tequila 
Some yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, some, right. some brands might not be available in our area. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, and you get those questions, you know, and, and the big question we always get is, like, what what does a goddess smell like? What does it taste like? Yeah. That's the yeah. biggest question, because other than going to a distillery, that's the one thing I can't physically do is take you there. One day you might go if you haven't been already. Right. Uh, yeah, but we'd, I would love to. Love yeah. To. yeah uh, you know, sometimes just dist- distributors get a, a, a you know, they, they, they there's these spam trips that they can go to. Yeah, usually, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, because of pandemic, a lot of that was put put to sleep. Oh, right? everything was put on hold. Oh, everything yeah. Was yeah, we were, we were oh, yeah. supposed to go to Jameson and that got kabob. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. So, you know, uh, but, you know, so other than other than that, and it's it's illegal for me to import anything, you know, agave from outside of Mexico yeah. to, to, have, right. to bake the agave, to have you taste it. So I have to figure out creative ways to give you some idea and how to imprint that into your olfactory senses, into your data bank. Right. Right. Because that's what we just did. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, whenever you cook, if you cook and you know, Matt, you cook, you, and if you don't use a recipe, if you're just one of those hands-on guys, you know, everything is done with your heart. You measure yep. stuff with your, you know, like tequila, you don't ever measure that stuff with a, with a, with a jigger. You measure that with your heart, man. And yeah. so, and if you're that kind of person, that's how you learn. And, and you'll you'll see when you go through the exercises, we have a, a aroma wheel. People don't even know that a tequila aroma wheel exists. Yeah. And it tells you where those aromas that you're getting, that you're pulling out, where they come from in the process. Right. Hmm. See? Some can so, come from the agave itself. Some can right. come from the barrel. or yep. Yeah. Some of them come from distillation. Some of distillation, them come from yeah. water. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that – you're not aware of it. And the only way you can become aware of it is by not shooting it. You've got to look at those three elements, sight, smell, and then taste. And if you yeah. do that, you'll be able to reverse engineer everything. Yeah. And then if you're, if you're good enough, if you do enough of these, you'll go, okay, this doesn't taste right. This doesn't taste right. natural. How come? Yeah. See what I mean? You start asking yeah. yourselves those questions and it's just right. like what you did with the, with the, with the water and the and the super juice, same right. thing. Yeah, and, and you know, again, not every not every student's going to do that. We knew that. That's okay. That's all right. Right. You know, if there's something that you you get from it, great. Yeah. Uh, I, like I say, uh, the quality, the caliber of the people that we that have taken this course, I'm surprised. I'm I'm baffled and uh, uh, humbled. Yeah. You know that we have guys who consider themselves connoisseurs who are doing their own stuff already on Instagram or, or, or Facebook and have taken our course. And like I said, not one of them has not come away learning something. And thank oh, you. Yeah. hundred percent agree with it. It's one of those things where even, even though I've been in the business as long as I have and sat through seminars and done, you know, tests and, and there's still so much out there. The, the variables are exponential, you know, I mean, it's like like I was saying about the the Cabernets from Napa Valley. One's three hundred dollars, the other one's fifty bucks. And the only thing that that separates them is the fence. Well, it's not just a fence. It's 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 the winemaker. It's the oak they're using. It's it's when they're pulling the cab. It's when you know are they night harvesting? Are they day harvesting? Well, I mean, there's so many variables, and that's where cost comes into as well. Yeah, and people yeah, have exactly. no idea. You know, like why is this one? 50 bucks and that one's you know 25 well you know yeah, here's here's why 
Yeah. Right. Right. So, so uh, see that you knowing that information, this is, this won't surprise you. You know, the stuff you'll learn from in here, you'll, you'll very much relate it to what's going on in the, in the wine industry or mezcal industry, you know, and, and anything that, uh, anything that, that uh, Patty doesn't get, she can always refer back to you because you kind of get it already. Right. You yeah. You've got, right. I honestly, I, I love talking to wine people. When I do, oh, yeah. when I do a tasting or it's virtual or I do one in person, which I haven't done a lot of, you know, lately we're coming out of the pandemic, I, I've sure. done, but in the past I've done them a lot. And I love talking to wine people because they get it. They understand the differences and the nuances. They know what to pull out. Oh, yeah. they, they, they have a base for a bar to measure what they're going to learn when they, when they start tasting. As well as flavors too. You know, you know yeah. that, yeah. you know, everything you, all right. So I've always, always said this too, is, you know, whatever you've experienced in your life is in here. So if you've only eaten roast beef and potatoes and never touched a vegetable or fruit, well, you're going to miss a lot because yeah. your brain's going to go, what is that? And there's no association point, you know? Well, you know, and, we were talking about earlier about uh, alcohol. A lot of people, what happens is when they talk about tequila, and you'll and I'll see it in the copy, the the, the stuff that the, the stuff that were sent from PR companies. It's just lazy writing, you know. Uh, oh my God, there's one right now. I can't believe that they're marketing it this way. <laughs> Experience the smooth and forget the burn. It's what? like it's like they finally gave up trying to help people, oh and they God. just said, you know what? We'll just use those words because there's two words. <laughs> there are two funny. words. I've had I've had master distillers and brand owners tell me there are two words that never belong in the same sentence: smooth and tequila. Yes, you don't put them in the oh, same. Oh, I might have said that earlier. earlier. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: what happens is people don't have the descriptors. They haven't yet, like like you said, Matt. They haven't learned yet how right. to how to verbalize what they're tasting. Right. They only know smooth and burn. Right. But you know, yeah. once you know the nuances. You won't go smooth. You'll go. Wait a minute. This is not. This is like velvet. Wow. This is velvety. All right. Yeah. With that burn. That yeah. burn is known as a finish. Yeah. And you look. Yeah. For, some finishes are very short. Yeah. I remember there's certain. There was one organic tequila when it first came on the market. It was famous because it was no finish. That's how they distilled it, and it was like great during the vodka trend. Oh so sure. It was, it was actively competing with vodka. Because vodka's got no burn. Vodka's right. got nothing. It's just nothing. It's just air, you know. Huh. And so, 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 yeah. So, you know, you personally, I like a finish. I like, yeah. I like something that's going to take me by the sure. car. I'm here, you know. It tells you that they're here. That's why people like enjoy mescals too. And and mescals have become so much more uh, sophisticated and so much more. You know, you look at these these people out in the hills and. They're, they were dungarees. They literally look like moonshiners. Because right. at one time, are, yeah. you know, at yeah. one time during their own prohibitions, it was they were, that's why they were in the hills because it was it was prohibited, and they look like moonshiners. But the stuff that they're producing, there, it's elegant. It's yeah. so sophisticated, and they're so, so and it's so different from town to town too. Yeah, yeah. from town to town, from, from person to person, climate to microclimate. Yeah, 
Yeah. And, and from the hand of the maker as well. Yeah. Plant to every all those variables. Yeah, I've had some Delmage where, you know, yeah. their, their their flagship is Vita, obviously, um, but you know some of the Chichicapa and the oh, the, the, the San Luis Rio. Del Rio. And, uh, I, I mean, you're you're like whoa, totally different. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know he was the first one to make make us make that known to the rest of the world that this is the Napa. Yeah. Of of the Agata spirits in yeah. right here. Right. You know, yeah. and I but, love the fact that it's in a traditional bottle too. Yeah, uh, you know, it's not a big fancy bottle, but yeah. you're paying for a quality juice. You're, you yeah. know, he was one of the right. first ones to take care of his his communities and his people. Yeah, and that's uh, what's cool too. Yeah, you know, Ron, yeah. Ron, you can't say enough about him. Uh, yeah. He's just he. You know, when Ron walks into the room, you shut up, and I start taking notes. I just, <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Because that's that's who he is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, anything else that we want to talk about while we're yeah. while we're at it? Because I know we're we're like at hour three. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, listen, I, I no, I got to tell you, you know, I I I really appreciate everything that you, oh, you've yeah. given us to, for information today, and I knew I was I was in for some great information yeah. just watching your videos, and I I truly truly appreciate everything you do for tequila. And I, you know, I over the last probably five years have become a tequila lover. So I truly appreciate that. And I, like I said, I can't wait to start the Catador course. And uh, definitely, definitely going to, I want to learn more. That's for sure. That, and that's, and that's, you know what? That's all we ask for out of a student. Yeah. You know, yep. maybe, maybe you don't get all the skills right. Not right now. Maybe it's going to take you some time. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. just, just be open if you want to learn. Yeah. That's what we're here for, yeah. you know, awesome. and, and we're going to, you know, you're going to have a good time learning about it. And, and, and then Absolutely. when you're done, when you're done, please do your, do your, do your friends a favor and teach them, teach yeah. them the right way, you know, because yeah. uh, there's so much misinformation and disinformation <laughs> that's going on out there. And not just from influencers, from brand owners, copywriters, PR companies, yeah. you know, uh, ad campaigns. I mean, it's everywhere because yeah. because we're now in an area of information media. age. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be right information either. No, yeah. uh, you know uh, that 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 story about five to seven years. That depends on who the grower is because sure. yeah, yeah, it ain't happening very often these days. Yeah, but right. you know, but you'll learn that you you know yeah. if you're curious enough, you're going to do well. Awesome. That's all I'm going to say awesome. about that. You've already got a baseline. You know, you you. You, you are who you are. You work for who you, you work for. You, you know, you guys have this vast bar, you know, at, in your home. Um, so you're well, like, that's you not know, even the tequila section. The tequila section is over there. On that wall. <laughs> on that wall? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Mine's on my living room floor because I've yeah. got a storage unit out my, under my patio. You know, uh, it's, it's just, uh, again, all we ask is, you know, open mind. And then tell us what you really think, too. You know, sure. don't yep. be afraid. Yep. Uh, it, don't it, be afraid to say you don't like it, you know? Well, no, that, you know, that in the fact that, you know, we're always trying to improve on this. We want to make sure we, we add more to it when we come up with yeah. newer additions. No, what and I mean, don't don't, don't be afraid to say you don't like that specific tequila. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. No, you yeah. know. That's why they make all different types. It's yeah. Not, and know. if you like that tequila, that's cool, too. You know, yeah. I mean, it's your money. You're. Sure. Whatever. Right. But 
but uh, you don't ask me to, to lie to you. Don't ask me to pull the roll. Right. Right. Yeah. At least if you're still going to buy that tequila, you'll know why you like it. Right. Okay? Right. You'll right. know that, right. that your, your palate leans toward you have a sweet tooth. I get it. We're sure. Americans. You know, that that's how that's yeah. that's where we all lean toward. Yeah. But we see a lot of a cross pollination, a lot, a lot of crossover. We see yeah. bourbon guys who go in first at the Amiho and they stick there for a while and they go, well, what else am I missing? And they start, you know, yeah. uh, experimenting with Reposados. And then and then one day they'll go, you know what? I hear a lot of things about Ocho Blanco. I'm going to try that Ocho. And they're in love with the Blancos. Yeah. And then you see the reverse. You see, you see vodka people and I only love Blancos. I can't, I can't stand it. I can't, I I have a student that said to me, I don't like anything barreled. I really, I, I, it's just not me that, you know, but in this course, you're going to be taking, you're going to be doing a flight of an aged expression. So even if you don't like it, you'll know why. Right. And you'll appreciate it for what it is. Exactly. Or, or you might learn that you'll go, you know, I think I could get used to that. That reposado. I might not like añejos that all that much, but you know that añejo expressions, I think, or reposado expressions. I might just, I might just get off on that. You know. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, that's why there's. That's, that's why, why they got cristalinos now yeah. too. You know, cristalinos would probably be a good, uh, a good gateway. If, but that's not how it's priced. It's not priced as a gateway. It's priced as somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, right. That's just a trend. That's a trendy thing that eventually I think. It will be a full blown expression because there's more and more brands doing it. Yeah. So, you know, awesome. But well, we'll make sure we put everything in the comments. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. The book. Yeah. The we'll art, put your yeah. links in the comments. And thank you. Like, like we said, Mike, we can't, we can't thank oh. you enough. We truly appreciate your time and your expertise. And listen, it's just scratching the surface. So, yeah. Go out there, get yourself the, the, the Cotador book, and he's going to show it to you right here. Uh, Consumer Cotador course. You are going to love it and uh, join and me. And we're going to do it. Yeah. So anybody. I look forward. I look forward to working with you guys. And then, Absolutely. and then when we get to the, when we, wait till we get to the final folks, this will be fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, and thank you for, you know, for having me on your show and for oh, yeah. you know, talking you, your ears and Absolutely all that, honored. but it was oh, fun. It's our, yeah. it's our pleasure. Yeah. Trust me. Thank you so much. Yep. I appreciate it. Yes. Yep. And Hey, Thanks, maybe we'll buddy. have a cocktail one of these days together. So. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm due for a trip to the Finger Lakes, so you yeah, know, let us know. Go, we'll we'll meet know. up with you. We will, so what, we uh, one of our tasters lives in Rochester, so he, so yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, nice. So that's, not too uh, far that's, from here. So yeah, yeah, it's not too far from there. So yeah, uh, yeah that, you know, we might yeah. just we might just all meet again in a real bar somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll come with super juice in hand. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's I, you know. I'll bring I'll bring the glassware. I don't know. Uh, I love it. I love perfect. it. Thank Again, you, thanks folks. so Thank much, you very much, for Michael having Morales. Me. I appreciate, we appreciate it. your time. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Have a good evening, sir. And you we'll too. Thank you. you for all your time. We'll be you got it. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Okay. Talk thanks, to you soon. Bye bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell you, I'm excited to take this course. Oh my god! I can't and, wait. I know, am and the thing is, is <laughs> I don't. I listen. You'll be asleep halfway through the page. Whatever. Because you you can't keep yourself awake. How much awesome information was that? Uh, you know, the thing is, is 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 like I said, I've been. 
fed stuff over the years and you know you become you know you believe it and and listen there's so much more to it than meets the eye and i can't wait to uh check it out more anyway folks that's our show for tonight we can't thank you enough for sticking with us check us out on instagram the youtubes facebook spotify and uh we will see you later thanks for watching cheers